I was about to start reading. I'm not gonna key your car. <laughs> I'll call a, your fucking mom. This was a fast you intro. You pay my rent. Go get a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> we stand Doja Cat in this household. If you do not, you can leave through Dude, the door. The video of her in the chain mail. Yeah, we watched it earlier. I remember that every so often, and every it it is the only. Please look it up if you don't know what we're talking about. It was worth it. It was so funny. My microphone is like sagging, limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to do the audio test of the century. Dude, we were doing some mad scientist stuff in here. No, literally, we have like a billion screens. <laughs> <laughs> There's three screens in front of me. Four if you count my iPad. I got my phone. You got your phone. <laughs> your iPad's dead. <laughs> it's on the floor, just looking at us. But it'll be charged by the time your story starts. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know why I have mine open and ready to go. I've almost Angered. accidentally just started reading so <laughs> many times because I was just looking. I feel like I just started reading that thing hanging on the wall. I do the same. Oh. <laughs> Who's Snapchatting me? People wait until we start no, recording. No, literally. fun yeah without glancing don't read it but it's color-coded it looks like cotton candy yeah did you color code it so usually what i do fun fact if you're interested in my note taking since i do everything on docs i go through and pick like a primary source um and like watch like a youtube video or a documentary or something take all my notes on that and then make all of those one color and then from there i incorporate other sources and every source has a color so that I can look through it real quick and make sure that I'm not accidentally like entirely plagiarizing <laughs> someone's video um so it's that's why it's about it's about half pink and half blue and then there's like instances of like other colors in there that's fun it's a good system honestly yeah, I might steal that from you it helps a lot just visually because i can scroll through and see like oh the majority of this section is from this source that's like two pages i gotta fix that like it's very nice um and it keeps me from accidentally plagiarizing that's also every time that like i cite one of my sources i i try to cite a lot of my sources but um if i explicitly say like i watched this video it's because there's a big section of my notes that is just from that yeah video. i just kind of like keep track yeah i'm not the best at it though so i might steal your color coding system it works how are you i'm good we got starbucks that was fun yeah we got starbucks for the first time ever emily got an actual coffee with me and not the chocolate milk box. <laughs> They're so I have good. To order her chocolate milk whenever we go to Starbucks together. They're so good for no reason. Are they though? Yes, it's chocolate milk. I feel like there's better chocolate milk for cheaper. Probably because it's chocolate milk from Starbucks. <laughs> but yeah, everything from Starbucks is a little expensive. When I was talking about, because um, I've been planning a D and D campaign since we talked about it, <laughs> um, I was like thinking about restaurants and stuff to put in. And I put, I was trying to create, um, it was called like Moon Dollars or something. It was just Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> like the logo is a circle with like the green circle and all that stuff. Someone steal that, use it for your D&D campaign. Moon Dollars. Moon Dollars. Um, but what else have we done? 
Huh. We read more homes. Read a little bit more home. We made cookies. We got to act three now. We're on act three together. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> Bad decision. Bad decision. Um, we watched No More Monster High. Did not watch Monster High. Um, this has been the last three episodes. We've talked about the same things because they were all recorded right. within a week of each other. Right. But, I mean, every intro has kind of had its, like, own flavor. Like, one of them we it's opened up saga. and just started talking about Barbie movies. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, a, it was a whole, just, you get hit by a Barbie truck in the beginning of that. Uh Warning for those of you who listen to podcasts backwards, <laughs> which we've talked about many times, so I'm just going to keep the, the joke running, but nice. the Barbie truck is coming. <laughs> yeah, it's in a few episodes. You will be hit by a Barbie truck. We talked a lot about Barbie. As is our God-given right. Yeah, it's our podcast. We can talk about what we want. Literally. <laughs> and what I want to talk about, Barbie. <laughs> I want to dissect because Barbies all exist in the same universe, right? The Barbie movies. It's like a Barbie cinematic universe. Really? Isn't it? Or am I wrong? I thought it was like different timelines of Barbie. Maybe. And sometimes I know in some of them she is an actor oh. playing, which is also weird as fuck. That's, yeah, that's a lot of like, like Specifically, meta. Princess and the Pauper ends with bloopers. Oh, so she's ju- it's just like a movie she's acting right. in. Some of them aren't, though, and I think those exist in their own universe. Yeah, because Bibble's real. Bibble? <laughs> a fucking icon. That... It's one of those things. You have to think, like, who had to sit there and pitch... Okay, we get this blueberry-looking dude, <laughs> and he could fly. And he, like, talks to Barbie, but not in any known no language. language. But Barbie just understands him. Dude. Um, so, yeah, I think we should add that to the Barbie movie. And they were all like, yeah. Gold star. <laughs> and do you remember? Because, like, I, I think we were, I mentioned this to you already. Lucille and I were talking about Barbie movies. And I realized that Lucille had never seen Barbie Island Princess. Which means Barbie, ha- Lucille has never seen the fucking elephant with human eyes. We talked about this the other day. That elephant is so scary. Why did they make her look like that? Human eyes! Have you ever seen that skit where they, it's like that same thing where it's like, who sat down and pitched this? And it was Back to the Future. Oh my God. It's so good. You did tell me about this. Yeah. I've never seen Back to the Future. Really? Never. I've watched it a lot. All three. They would I marathon them all the time on TV, and I would just sit through them. I've never seen that shit. I've also never seen The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather, so I or can't judge you for that one. what's another one? I know what happens in The Godfather. Everybody knows what happens in The Godfather. <laughs> but I it. also quote The Godfather, like, semi-regularly and have never seen the movie. <laughs> Did you watch The Godfather? Um, what else have I never seen? Do you remember Halloween Town? Yes. That shit, iconic good a cultural reset except for like between the second and the third movie where they just got a completely different actress to play the main character (laughs) weird move okay she looked so much different too like they didn't even try Uh, yeah it was it was interesting my favorite trend on tiktok right now is people talking about um family resemblances like with characters like casting yeah like someone and like other like aged up and stuff like someone um picked apart it 
when they when they age up and they talk about the the characters like specifically they shit on Bill, which is correct because Bill doesn't look or act the same. But oh. then it's like you get to Eddie. Eddie like just looks like the kid, like the guy the older the guy who plays the older version of Eddie just looks like the kid and it's so fucking weird. Same with Richie, but then you get to like Bill and it's like that's a completely different person. Yeah. It's so weird like when they make those calls. Like do we go for the 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 looks or the acting we want? Well, the kids were allowed to pick. Oh. So the what happened was up allegedly. Um production went through and picked a bunch of Oh my god, there's something in my eye. Out. Production went through and picked a bunch of actors because the child actors were casted first, like they were the priority, and then they picked a bunch of adults who looked like them and gave the kids a list and uh, it was like pick who you want to be the older version of you. That's a fun. You get to pick what actor you think you look like. And fucking Bill Hader gets to be Richie. The fact that it was. What's his name? The kid from Stranger Things. Flynn... Yeah. Whatever. Wolfhard. Wolfhard. Flynn... Wolf- I almost said Wolfstar. I was like, that's a Harry Potter thing. Um, <laughs> Flynn Wolfhard just picked Bill Hader. That... There's too much power in that character now. <laughs> There's like, a lot going on. <laughs> young Flynn Wolfhard. Old Bill Hader. That is the new main character. Like, we're rewriting. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. Um, but even, like... Ben, even Ben, who like the whole joke is that he he was like chunky when he was younger and he grows up hot. Even those actors looked more like each other than Bill did, than like young Bill and old Bill. Huh. It was a lot. I also love that fucking movie. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I have a Pennywise mug. I love that clown, bitch. <laughs> I love that fucking clown. He's kind of hot for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a lot of videos, like, dissecting the acting of it. Mm -hmm. Because there's some cool stuff that has happened with it. My my favorite... It got left out of the movies. Like, there were some little references to it. But all of the kids in the book had, like, a title. Oh. Um, Like, specifically the one that was the most important was Richie was the seer and like his whole thing was about eyes um which they reference it a little in the movie like the fortune cookie cracks open and it's an eyeball looking at richie like that was a reference to that but like i wish they had touched on it more um i think matt was the record keeper or something so they had like roles yeah they had roles to play um yeah. That's fun. They also left out the whole universe turtle part of it. What a... How do you leave that part out? It's literally the universe. No, they, well, they reference it a little bit. Okay. But not much. I it, mean, it's a lot to pack into a movie. Yeah. The Ritual of Chud. Stephen King was definitely on drugs. Yeah. When he wrote some of his shit. Yeah, you start reading it and you're like, What? They're making, it is happening. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but they're remaking The Stand. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever watch The Stand? No. It has Molly Ringwall in it. Mm-hmm. Like, she, um... No, it I, was, I know what it is, but it just... Yeah. It's one of those things that it's... It was a I've bunch I've never sat of, down and actually watched it. 
it was like a short series or something where each episode was like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're making it into a show. That's going to be fun. I agree. It definitely deserves a revamp. So a lot of Stephen King stuff, I think, would make more sense as a show. Because yeah. you just need more time to, to figure out what's going on half the time. I also think a lot of Stephen King stuff was made into, like, adapted too early. Yeah, it, it, like before it's time. Right. But like it, the the technology of it all wasn't enough to do it justice. And don't get me wrong, like Tim Curry as Pennywise, mm-hmm. iconic, iconic. But like remaking it, the twenty, the 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 what it was it twenty eighteen remake and the twenty twenty remake, like it it elevated it, making it two movies with the young and the old genius. Like, because originally it was a, a mini-series. Yeah. And it's just, like, no. And also, like, the technology allowed for so much better, like, jump scares and shit. The scene where Pennywise comes out of the refrigerator is my favorite scene I've ever I've ever seen in anything, ever. Because <laughs> he comes out of the... Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He comes out upside down, and then he walks towards Eddie, and he's, like, taunting him. And it's so fucking funny. That's fun. And then Bill Skarsgård is just a genius. And, like, when are they going to remake The Shining? Yeah, they, they're trying to do that, like, sequel thing. <sighs> Fuck Doctor it, Sleep. Yeah. Fuck that. It didn't... I don't know. Trailers didn't do it for me. It was also already a bad book. Yeah, like, that's fair. people didn't like it as a sequel, so why are you adapting it? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see... A stand like they're remaking the stand, but I would like to see like a shining remake too. Or what was the other um oh shit. It's called like room three nineteen or something. Oh no. It was a originally a short story, I think, but um it was about this guy who checked he was like a, a mystery writer because you know every main character ever is a Stephen King self insert. Yeah. <laughs> he was a horror writer or a mystery writer or something and he checked himself into a, a haunted hotel room and everybody was like, You don't understand, like if you go in, you're not coming out and he uh, was like, Nah 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 nah. I'm a skeptic and that's the joke because I'm a skeptic but I write horror and he gets stuck in like essentially a time loop. Like he can't leave and the room is just torturing him and trying to get him to kill himself. Oh wow. Yeah. That's that's a it's a lot. <laughs> it's in a short story? I feel it, like we have a lot to unpack there. Originally it was a short story, but they made it into a movie, I think. That's not cool. too long ago. I love to see that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I just like horror movies. No, they're so they're so cool. But we haven't gotten a good one in a while. Dun, dun, dun. Let's make one. Make one about the back rooms. We just need to find a not furniture building and run around in it. So are we ready to start? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, no. What do you have? Okay. I'm doing a true crime today. Okay. So, let me... Allow me to paint a picture on how I heard of this story for the first time. Go for it. So, Cassidy, my best friend, Mm -hmm. my dearest friend. We've known each other for years. 
um, there were periods of time when she would come over to my house and we had like a big pull-out sofa in the living room. We would just pull out the sofa, put on the Netflix on, put on Netflix on the big TV and just like vibe for days. <laughs> we would just vibe. We would order pizza and not move. Like we binged all of how to get away with murder in a single setting. Oh like gosh. this is just what we do. Um, and sometimes like we'd watch movies, like we watched the Bonnie and Clyde movie, whatever. Other times um, we'd put on one documentary and just let the recommended play play um because when you put on a documentary the next recommended one's usually a documentary so like, we watched some weird shit okay and one night uh <laughs> we did that and we were on like the second or third recommended documentary and by this point cassidy's passed out it's like two in the morning. She might remember the beginning of this movie or documentary if I asked her. Um, or I think she woke up part of the way through at one point just to tell me that like the guy was ugly. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we've been known that. But, um, but she was not conscious for most of it. But I watched, I, so what I'm saying is I had to watch this documentary alone <laughs> in the dark. Oh. And it stuck with me for years. Okay, this story is so fucked up. I deep dove on Wikipedia for, like, hours afterwards. And every once in a while, um, something will trigger a memory of this documentary. And... mm, Bad. What reminded me, though, is that this clip popped up on my TikTok. And it was a scene from a movie that came out, like, a few months ago. Um, And... I watched the whole scene, and I was like, why does this feel like something I've seen before? Like, why does this feel like something I've seen? And um, then I was forced to realize that this movie was based off of this case and just had a trauma response to it. I was (laughs) like, no. Like, I cried a little bit. I watched the whole scene through. Um, The title of the movie is low-key a spoiler, so I'm not going to tell you what it is until the end. Okay. And I'll also tell you what the scene entailed at the end, but all of it is a spoiler. Do you know who Joseph Fritzl is? Uh, Names? Okay. I just remember what what they do half the time. Consider yourself lucky that that name did not remind you. I need to make my text not pink. (laughs) Give me a second. Why the fuck is it? Text color. Not pink. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. We're going to talk about this man for a little bit. And it only gets worse as time goes. Okay. Um, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to put a trigger warning right here. Shit has some heavy themes. Okay. Um... I think we, we talked about it earlier where, like, I usually only put trigger warnings on things that involve heavy torture, rape, or children. And it is, I'm not going to tell you which one, but yeah. it is one of those three. So, well, honestly, it's low-key all of those things. Uh-oh. Now that I'm thinking, it checks every single one of those boxes. So if you are in, if you are triggered by things involving heavy themes of torture, rape, and children, you might want to check out. So he was born in Austria, in um, into poverty, and his whole situation just like wasn't that great. 
Um, okay. His mom, or his father constantly cheated on his mom, and it got to the point where his mom threw his dad out when he was four, um, and his mom became a single parent, which this would have been fine if she at all liked her child. Oh. Um, she did not. Uh, she genuinely resented the fact that he existed. That's she said that good. she only gave birth to him to prove to his dad that she wasn't infertile. That's how you do it? I guess. You have a kid? like <laughs> That you don't want? Um, also, why did you have to prove to him that you weren't infertile if you didn't want a child? Yeah. Did he? And then you kicked him out? I guess. And didn't send the child with him? Like, I, I have so many questions. Um, he says that uh, she only paid attention to him when she was beating him. <gasps> and later he gave like he gave a he gave varying testimonies about his mom. So in some he she was uh, the best woman in the world, and then other times he'd say that she would beat him until he was in a pool of blood. Um, he said that he never got any affection from her, no matter how much he wanted it. And he claimed that she called him quote a Satan, a criminal, a no good. Um, he also grew up in the Nazi era, and it was believed that this might have influenced um, some of his views on, like, being decent and respecting your elders and um, all that. So as a teen, uh, he also, you know, this should have given um, an idea of how he was going to turn out. He considered his mom his wife. Huh? Um, and he had a multitude of sexual fantasies about his mother. This man is traumatized. Oh, no, literally. It's some Bundy-level shit. Yeah, like this. Because that's what Bundy used to do. Was he... But it, it's it's that concept of, like... He, like, de- craved emotion so much it turned into that. That. He and wanted affection, and it just grew up with him. Isn't it... Okay, well, we're going to go on a tiny tangent, but probably not really... The concept of so many people who turn out to be, like, infamous serial killers, torturers, what have you, grew up specifically as the sons of abusive mothers. And that fucks with my head. Because it's like, like, Bundy's mom abused him to the point where it was like a Stockholm Syndrome kind of situation where he was being abused to the point where he loved her too much. Same with um, Ed Gein. Ed Gein made skin suits of women so that he could pretend to be his mom. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer also was abused by his mom. This guy was abused by his mom. And the way that that manifests is weird sexual fantasies for some reason. That's what I'm, I'm saying, though. Like, it, it you, you grow up never getting affection. Mm-hmm. And affection turns into, like, your idea of love and especially as a teenager your your ideas of love when you're going through puberty kind of turn sexual so it just grows up with them and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse the message here uh don't abuse your kids um yeah they please don't will do that. turn into serial killers <laughs> um so in 1956 he met a woman named rose marie not rosemary it's rose marie interesting yeah and married her. Um, he was 21 and she was 17. So a bit of an age gap, but nothing like... Nothing, Crazy. Nothing like Amelia Dyer when she yeah. married a 60-year-old man. 
Um, and they have their first child together one year later in 1957. Okay. At the time, he became notorious for riding his bike around town and peering into windows. Hmm. Um, and at the at the time, he would say that like he would tell Rosemary that he was working late at the steel factory, and he'd just be riding around and like he was a peeping tom. Um, how long would he do this if he was like, I'm hours. going to work and you just ride a bike for hours? No, like literally. Man's um, had strong legs. So <laughs> he, he was also like, I didn't put it in here cause I don't care about, um, that, but he was also like semi-successful, like business wise. Interesting. Um, his timeline was like, he worked at a factory and then he kind of became, he became like an entrepreneur. He did individual sales. Like, uh, I didn't put it in there, but he also like. I guess what I'm saying is, um, there reached a point where he didn't have to work. Oh, like, just, like, financially free. Yeah, he was just, he was very financially stable. So, he grew up impoverished, but he got his life together. All right. And became, like, a business whatever. So, he and Rosemary continued to have children. Um, their fourth daughter, Elizabeth, was born April 6, 1966. She was the fourth, fourth of seven. So, totally had seven. She was dead center. Okay. Um... She was shy, and her father often beat her. Oh. And um, her mother straight up said that she just didn't like Elizabeth. Oh. I also didn't include the notes on this. You'll see why when I reach a certain point. Um, but Elizabeth also was, she was like the middle child, so she was kind of rebellious. Yeah. Like she, but... The people in the middle are always the, the like, most rebellious. Yeah, it, but it was very, like, minimal points of rebellion. But they made her out to be, like, the problem child of the family. When she really wasn't. When she really wasn't. She was the scapegoat. Um, October 6th, Joseph was arrested for raping a woman at knife point in her apartment. Oh. Um, he broke into the home of a 24-year-old nurse while her husband was away. He raped her at knife point and threatened to kill her if she screamed. Um, that same year, he was also named a suspect for a case of the attempted rape of a 21-year-old woman, but he wasn't charged. Okay. Um, and he was also known around town for indecent exposure. Like, this was his reputation. Not good. Um, he served, for the, for the rape of the woman, he served 12 months of an 18-month sentence, um, he also attacked several other women, but Rosemary did forgive him when he was released released from prison. But why? I don't know. <laughs> um, and by 1973, he'd established himself as a businessman in the area. So, like, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but um, he bought a home in a district of Upper Austria. He did imprison his mom in the attic. Huh. Um, Interesting. At, by this point, his mom was old. Um, she died in 1980, but um, when she lived with him, the previous roles were essentially reversed. So oh. she came to be deathly afraid of her son. Oh, no. And he actually bricked up the window in the attic and told all the neighbors she died <gasps> and kept her locked inside for years afterward. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, it is unknown exactly how long she was up there, but the estimate is 20 years. Ne she could never leave? Yeah, he just kept her up there. Was there a bathroom? I don't know. 
Um, so that point in his life was kind of vague because there was no, like, his mom was elderly, so he was caring for her to a point. Um, I mean, yeah, if he kept her alive for 20 years. Yeah, like, she, she... She obviously was fed and... Yeah, and obviously there was an element of some, like, psychological abuse there where it was he was tormenting her. Oh, gosh. Um, but it was kind of like a revenge fantasy thing. Yeah, to get back at the ab- mm-hmm. the childhood abuse. So interesting and weird and bad. Everything about this man is interesting but terrible and bad. Yeah. Um, when his daughter Elizabeth was 11, uh, he began molesting her. And around 1981, when she was 15, Joseph uh, began building a cellar below the family home. Um, he intended to turn it into a homemade prison. For his his children? Um, we'll get to that. Okay. So, uh, he had very specific plans, um, including that the ceiling could only be five and a half feet high, so a, a few inches taller than us. Yeah. Um, his brother-in-law did help him. But it was unknown. Like, at that point, he didn't know what it was supposed to be. It was just kind of like a basement. Oh, so he thought he was just helping him get more mm-hmm. space in his house. Um, and Joseph also had all of his permits from the city. Like, everyone knew that he was doing construction. They just didn't know his intentions. Um, yeah, I'm sure he didn't just share that with anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, when Elizabeth was 18, her father asked her to carry, help him carry the door down. Um and it was unknown I, by her at this point that this door would be the one that locked her inside. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he drugged her, <gasps> chained her to a wall, and unlocked her only to rape her. Oh, no. Ah, uh, yeah. He wrote fake letters to people claiming that Elizabeth had joined a cult so it was weird a move. No, it was a thing. Like it at at first I was like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. But the time it was right after Jonestown, like it, oh. cults were the thing in the news. The it was scare. Kind of, yeah, it was a it was a scare. Um, it was kind of like the Satanic Panic of the eighties, where like everybody was just Satanism was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just um, kind of like attacking anything and everything. Exactly. That could everything be was Satanism at yeah. this point. Everything was a cult. Um, so he wrote a letter um claiming that she ran away and it 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 carried because she had tried to run away a few times before that um with friends and family and stuff so when this letter showed up that was like i ran away to join a cult everyone believed it wow um so especially if they painted her as this rebellious child to everyone even if she wasn't she and that's why i didn't include the notes in there because i was like she she wasn't like this is what his her father made her look like she was rebellious when in reality she was just being molested yeah and was traumatized and was trying to run away because her father was actively molesting her and her mother let it happen oh my gosh like no she wasn't rebellious she was just traumatized trying to save herself um Joseph told his daughter... Well, it's... Okay, side note, it's also actually Yosef or... Jo- it, w- the combination of how you say his name is different. I wrote it as Joseph. Yeah, it's um, but the Austrian exactly, pronunciation. Exactly, um, 
Joseph told his daughter that if she ever touched the door, she'd be electrocuted. <gasps> um, I will also show you a map of the cellar later. You'll understand later why I'm not showing it to you now. But the way it was was, like, you had to go through uh, multiple doors to get to it. So it was, like, a long hallway with multiple doors that led down to Elizabeth's door. Um, and the one that that door was the one he said carried a charge it is unclear if it ever actually was charged just scared her exactly um even if she did try to touch it though it was always locked so mm. yeah um the cell was about 15 feet by 15 feet and five and a half um tall he visited her every few days he had a remote control to open doors before getting to elizabeth's He'd give her supplies and food. He'd also rape her. Um, she was raped over 3,000 times. Oh, my goodness. Over the course. And also, some of those times involved pretty violent assaults. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Um, at first, he strapped her arms and tied them behind her back with a chain. And the chain was secured to metal posts behind the bed. So she could only move about half a meter on either side. Um, after two days, he gave her more movement by attaching a chain around her waist. And then at about the six-month mark, between oh. six and nine months uh, into her imprisonment, he removed the chain because it was, quote, hindering his sexual activities with his daughter. So it was just for himself. It was literally just for himself. He didn't care about it. Yeah. Her. Awful. Um, when this was happening, he was also being suspected of the murder of a 17-year-old girl in town. She'd been found wrapped in plastic wrap and raped near his house in 1986. Um, he was suspected but never convicted. So, um, Elizabeth was down there for a fucking while. No, uh, that's what it sounds like. Um, so... For the first five years, oh my God, she was entirely alone. Um, Joseph hardly even spoke to her. Um, he'd beat her or humiliate her sexually, and some of the abuse left her with lasting physical injuries. Um, she was completely alone for the first five years. So just like in solitary, pretty much. Until the babies started coming. Oh. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. Until the babies, plural, started coming. Oh. Oh, no. During her time in the dungeon, she gave birth to seven children. <gasps> seven. Um, seven. I'm just going to say seven I think children. I've heard part of this case. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, because it's, it's starting to ring some bells, and I'm not liking where things are going um, at all. The births took place with no help. Um, to prepare, she was given disinfectant, a dirty pair of scissors, and a 1960s book on childbirth. <gasps> she just had to do it. She just had to do it by herself completely. In the dark. Like, this whole thing, he... Terrifying. He's a fucking monster, dude. Yeah. Uh, to put, oh my god, to go through that seven times. Three of the children, um, Kirsten, their names are Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix, were all raised downstairs. So at first, they were kind of a horror to her because they were 
inbred children. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were the result of rape, but at some point, um, she said that the babies also gave her a purpose for living again. Yeah. So even though they came from terrible circumstances, they helped her get through some of the torture because yeah. it was at the end of the day when Joseph left her, like she wasn't alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and give it something to do besides sit in your own thoughts, which is a t- terrible way to think about it. But like I can see what what she's saying. And I know that like a lot of the times, babies who are born from rape serve as like a reminder of the rape. But for that, it's going to sound so terrible, but, like, she was raped so regularly that, that everything, everything was She was locked in a cell. Rape. Yeah, like, her whole existence was a reminder of the it. The babies weren't that for her anymore. So, um, on April 28th, 1996, she gave birth to two boys. Um, their names were, Mi- they were twins, Michael and Alexander. Michael died three days later, though. And was cremated um, in the furnace. His ashes, like Joseph cremated him, and his ashes were scattered in the garden upstairs. Um, Later, Joseph says that the reason he, because Michael got sick is what happened. Joseph says that the reason he didn't bring Michael to the hospital was because he legitimately thought Michael was going to make it. um, And that the death was a surprise to everyone. Wow. Um, But Michael did pass away and was cremated. So, I mentioned that three of the children were raised downstairs. One of them died. Uh, the other three lived completely normal lives upstairs. And had no clue. So, the way that he did this, because yes, they had no clue. The way that he did this was he, the baby would just like appear on the doorstep with a note from Elizabeth saying, I had this baby in my cult and I can't take care of it. And Joseph would be like, oh, my rapscallion daughter, of course she's sleeping around with men and, and leaving, leaving us her children to, for me to take care of, but I'm going to do it because I'm going to be the best damn grandpa. I hate it here. Everyone else didn't know that he was grandpa slash father uh, to these children. Rosemary was completely out of the loop and would just raise these children as her own. Straight up. Um, so three of the kids were upstairs, and three of the kids were downstairs, and one of them was dead. Oh. Um, it's super fucked up. Yeah. It's also, like, unknown to... The, uh, I tried to find an explanation of, like, which ones he picked to be upstairs and downstairs, because it wasn't, like, the first three were downstairs, and the last three were upstairs. That's not how it worked. Um, like, Alexander and Michael were the middle children, and mm-hmm. Alexander got to go upstairs. Like, it was literally, like, not exactly, but it seemed like every other kid. About. About. Um, so, the family downstairs was growing, so Joseph did expand the dungeon, which is why I didn't show you a picture in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I remember it with, like, mm-hmm. being expanded at one point. Elizabeth and the children were forced to dig out the extra rooms. I remember that too. Oh my god. Um, He did build, like he, so they were forced to dig it out, but he did like He built built, the room part. Yeah. Um, The air was crazy stale though, and the kids would often get sick. Um, They were malnourished with vitamin D deficiencies, and they could hardly move. (gasps) Like some of them, sometimes they would just go like completely catatonic. 
Oh and my god. They also had fungal infections from mold that was growing in the walls. Um, they were weak, sickly, pale, had bad dental situations. Um, and Joseph's punishments regularly were like refusing to bring them food for days at a time or turning off the lights for days, Ugh. which only made the kids' situations worse. Um, Joseph also did like bring them stuff though. Um, he brought like TVs and stuff. He installed a freezer before he went on vacation. Um, but the, the the story there is that there's a Elizabeth tells a story of how she um, she completely broke down and started crying at a point because the freezer started leaking <gasps> and everything was frozen. Like all of the frozen food thawed and the there was already major leakage from um, just the walls in general and like that is what caused her to have like a mental breakdown at a point. Aww. Um, there was also another story of like when the expansion of the dungeon started, Joseph, to cover it up, built a pool upstairs and that also caused major leakage within Elizabeth's walls. Yeah. Um, so the children had also never seen sunlight. The only way they knew about the outside world was on a dingy TV that they had downstairs and whatever Elizabeth told them about the outside world. That's crazy. Um, they were, also weren't allowed, weirdly enough, books. Like, But they were given TV. But they were given a TV. Elizabeth... I guess books are tied with mm-hmm. education. Right. She did her best to teach... So the kids knew vaguely how to write. Reading was a little bit more difficult because, you know, even if you know what a word means. Yeah. Like she, they also knew how to talk because she was teaching them, but um, they did not know how to read. And they were uh, the way that the dungeon was structured in its completion was they had two bedrooms, a bathroom, and a kitchen. Um, Rosemary was completely unaware of what was going on downstairs. That's crazy that he had just – it was right under the house. No, literally. And it's like he covered up the, the building by like – Oh, I'm just going to build us a pool, Rose. Don't worry, I'm going to build us a pool. Don't mind that I'm keeping our daughter as a sex slave. Because he also still assaulted her after the kids were born. Because that's how more kids were born. Yeah. He just assaulted her in front of them. Ugh. Yep. Just going to let that sit. Um, the oldest was, her name was Kirsten. She was Elizabeth's oldest daughter. Um, she was 19. And had never left the basement. <gasps> Elizabeth was down there for 25 years. What? Oh, my God. Um, Kirsten, 19. Never seen sunlight. Never seen sunlight. Never been to school. Never read a book. Never met anyone else. Other than her family. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, She got to a point, though, where um, she was crazy sick falling unconscious at random points um had random screaming fits like she just was getting bad she was, it was something was deeply wrong um on april 19th of 2008 elizabeth managed to convince joseph to bring her to the hospital <gasps> because something was wrong oh my and gosh to be the first time to go outside that, you're being rushed to a hospital um she so what she did was she left a note in the pocket i didn't write it down like an idiot but she left a note in um, Kirsten's pocket that was like, 
hello, like, my name is this. I've never been to a hospital before. Please help me. My mom doesn't know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that. And Yosef did bring her to the hospital in his in his car. Um, and so in, in some testimonies, it says that Yosef, Yo- Joseph made her write the letter to the hospital. Um, others, it was just Elizabeth, like, specifically wanted to let the hospital know that Kirsten had never been to a hospital before. And she was didn't know it was very going. scared. Um, so it, either Joseph made her write it or Elizabeth did it to care for her child. But regardless, there was a note. Um, the hospital did become suspicious, though, at a point, because Kirsten was clearly very ill, but um, arrived with no medical records or documentation, had clearly never been outside, and Joseph was also being super sketch. So they were like, something's wrong, but we're not going to address it yet. So what they chose to do instead was um, the doctors went onto TV and made a plea to Elizabeth and were <gasps> like, hey, um, we need more information about what your daughter was exposed to. Like, we can't, we can't help her because we don't know what's wrong kind of thing is how they phrased it um because kirsten was also had she had multiple organ fails (gasps) failures and she had to be put into a coma because of how sick she was wow um so when they made this plea on tv elizabeth had to watch it downstairs in the dungeon on her little dingy tv that barely worked but this plea from tv and specifically the way the doctors phrased it as like we can't help her because we don't know like the the medicine she was given we don't we don't know anything about her situation so therefore we can't diagnose her and yada 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 um that is it was um like fuel to elizabeth's fire where she was talking to her dad and she was begging him to just not even release her just take her to the hospital so she can tell the doc so that the doctors can save her child Mm mm-hmm and it also, I think, and I, I didn't read it anywhere, it's just my personal, that it had more weight because Kirsten was the first child and Kirsten had been there the longest. So Joseph yeah. knew her. Um, so, April 26th of 2008, Joseph decided to release his uh, daughter and her family from the dungeon. <gasps> They'd been down there for 25 years. Um, Stefan and Felix came upstairs for the first times in their lives. Um, they'd never seen sunlight. Their siblings? Their siblings. Um, so at this point, just to add a little background, Joseph was fucking old, okay? Yeah. He was, it was getting more and more difficult to hide his family, and he was also getting sick. So he had already been through the process of trying to make plans on how he could release Elizabeth without alerting everybody. Because um, at this point, she'd been missing for 25 years. Yeah, to just show back up. Right. So um, Joseph told Rosemary that their daughter had finally come home from the cult and had kids with her. <laughs> Only uh, sent some of them back. And then Joseph took her to the hospital. Good. Um, He told everyone that his daughter had escaped from the cult, but no one believed him. 
But, like, I once again, I respect the way that the hospital decided to handle this because it was very low-key. They yeah. weren't, like... They didn't want to alert jo- Joseph that they were on to something. Exactly. So they pulled Elizabeth into a private room um, under the guise of, like, tell us what happened with Kirsten, tell us what yada, yada. And from what I understand, Elizabeth swore to her dad that she wouldn't mention anything. Like, this was all about Kirsten, yada, yada, yada. Um, and meanwhile, while that was happening... Joseph was kind of getting nervous and starting to pitch a fit, and the ch- the hospital was like, if you don't shut up, we're going to call the police and charge you with child abuse because clearly you have done something to your daughter. Yeah. Um, and Joseph was painting this picture of she escaped a cult, she was probably being mistreated in the cult, and yada, yada, yada. And um, Kirsten, not Kirsten, Elizabeth told them a fucking completely different story, but she refused to speak until um, she was promised that she would never have to see her father again. And as soon as they were like, yeah, we can make that happen, she just spilled everything. Wow. Um, Joseph was arrested that night. Good. In the hospital. Like, it was arrested. As he should be. Um, And then 300 officers worked on this case, and the trial began in 2009. So after being taken into custody, he admitted that he had planned the whole thing. Specifically, when he'd been arrested for the first rape conviction and had to serve that 12-month sentence, he admitted that he planned to lock up his daughter so he could, quote, contain and express his evil side. Man's just admitted to being a monster. Oh, yeah. You want to hear a worse quote? I'll read you a worse quote. He said, quote, I was born to rape, and I held myself back for a relatively long time. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. Bad man. 25 years. Yeah. Of raping and torturing your child. Okay. A forensic pathologist diagnosed him as having severe combined personality disorder, which included borderline, schizotypal, and schizoid. Um, He was also diagnosed with a sexual disorder, and it was recommended that he receive psychiatric care for the rest of his life. Um, But the trial began. So on the first day, he came into the courtroom covering his face with a blue folder because um, this case got mass media attention. Like, there are pictures of um, fucking reporters set up tents outside the courtroom. Wow. Like, it was a thing. Everybody wanted to be the first inside. And the there were cameras, there were journalists, there was everything, and he held his the folder in front of his face until they left. Wow. Um, so they couldn't get pictures of him. And I almost feel bad for his attorney. Yeah. Because, like, his poor attorney. I, I had a, um, a criminal justice professor tell us once, because he was a, a defense attorney. Like, he was the one who was defending the murderers and whatever. And I remember he was also so funny. Like, that is one of the best professors I've ever had. He was a fantastic teacher, and he wasn't even a teacher. He was an attorney who did lectures at <laughs> sometimes. Oh, I said the name of my college. Leave it out. I will. <laughs> he was a an attorney who was hired on to teach a criminal justice class best class i've ever taken um because clearly he knew what he was talking about and it wasn't just books it was great um but he told us once because someone raised their hand was like how do you defend these people and his response was i i truly don't 
Like, my goal is never to get these guys out of prison. It's to keep them from getting the death penalty. Like, is his is the whole thing. And ever since he said that, I'm like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. You just want to make sure they, they get a certain kind of... Yeah. You're hired to keep them from getting the death penalty. And if you think about it, like, in a... This is going to sound fucked up. But, like, some of the the worst serial killers and the worst people in the world have been put to death, you know? Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy. Why? They did terrible things, and but isn't wouldn't it have been more worth it to keep them alive and study them? Like, or maybe I'm just a psychopath, but, like, <laughs> I would, I want to know. Just lock them up forever with no chance of getting exactly, out. Exactly, like. I mean, some people argue that, that you know just being locked in prison for the rest of your life can be seen as worth than just dying but like i feel like it was i also feel like it was an easy way out that these people did get put like maybe i i feel like it's a balance of like i there's also the fear that they escape some kind of way and i get that but but like prisons nowadays how would they escape if they're locked locked up it seems too easy to put them to death especially when they tortured people like, no, you should have to live with that for the rest of your life and know that you'll never get out of jail. This is the rest of your life. You're going to sit in a fucking box all day and you're going to think about what you did. And then on top of that, we would have also gotten the ability to ask the questions. To ask the questions. And, you know, like, I Bundy's a good example because it's suspected that he killed way more people than we think. And if we had kept him alive for a little longer, maybe he would have admitted to that. Yeah. I'm also just, I'm not for the death penalty mm-hmm. in any way. Like, I, I think that that's cruel to kill people. Um, yeah. And especially because prison should be about reform, not for serial killers. But, you know, you know that was a tangent. No, but it, it's relevant. It's like, that's such a weird line to mm-hmm. put on. Since with the death penalty is still legal yeah. and in many places. It's and not legal in others and only certain forms in certain places it's mm-hmm. like what where everyone obviously has different opinions on it because yeah. we have so many lines drawn but as a society we kind of gotta it's a hard question because you're you're ending someone's life right and i what they did was terrible and they deserve to die for it mm-hmm. but, but by know, the hands of another human is kind of a different thing they did the right. universe deserves to get back at them in karma but it's so hard to say we should kill people And the death penalty also doesn't often, like, using, like, people like Bundy and Gacy are terrible examples. But, you know, the the death penalty doesn't, it doesn't just apply to serial killers. Yeah. Like, it applies to everyone. And the fact that there are men and women on death row who have been proved innocent, like, that they never did what they were supposed to do and have just been sitting on death row for the past 10 years of their lives. Yeah. Like, no, the how death many, penalty how many is people, not the fucking answer. Yeah, how many people were wrongfully put onto the Enough. death penalty? That number is, side, side note, that number is scary. No, I've seen it. Like, it's, I don't remember the exact not. number. I'm not even going to try to guess the right oh, no, no, because no. I would be quoted wrong. But that... The y- if percentage you look, is small, look but, up, like, the number is large. Yeah, no, someone point. someone... We were talking about in forensics, and we were, like... It was just me and my classmates talking. And someone was, like, the the... I was talking about wrongful imprisonment Mm -hmm. and, like, how many people have been life sentenced for the rest of their life and they were wrongfully convicted. Mm -hmm. How many people were put on death row who were wrongfully convicted? Some of them died. Put to death? Yeah, actually 
didn't get saved in time. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And they were like, but that's that's just like this percent, whatever percent it is. Again, yeah, I'm not going to guess the, the numbers. And I was like, okay, let's do the math right here on the board. And it was, it's a lot of people. It's like how many people, because it's like 2% of 2 million is a, is a big number. <laughs> like how many people? What was 7 it? billion people on the planet? No, literally, it's bullshit. I don't, <laughs> I never think, and I also am a huge advocate for, like, our prison system is so flawed. Everything about it is messed up in every possible conceivable way. Slavery is still legal in our prisons. It's in the Constitution where it says slavery is illegal unless they're in prison. Yeah. Literally verbatim in the Constitution. Bullshit. Bullshit. And the fact that it, our prison system is designed to keep people in prison because of prison labor bullshit that should be illegal the fact that prisons reform we should yeah why are prisons about keeping people for labor no literally it's bullshit we talked about this a little last time is prisons that the last time we've got that like boost of into the reform with the amenities was a prison literally made to lock them in a room by themselves yeah and they were and that's what we base it off of labor (laughs) all day like i hate it so much and every time i I did a, a persuasive, like, essay speech thing for one of my classes on prison reform, and it made me so angry having to do all of that research. I have so many numbers. The fact that there are, the fact that for-profit prisons exist, already a problem. No. Because you are keeping people in jail so that you can exploit them for labor so that you can make money, and keeping them in prison forever for things like drug charges. Yeah, get them help. No. Anyway, this took a turn. I'd say it's relevant, though. Yeah. It, it's an important thing to, like... <laughs> this started with me feeling bad for his lawyer. Yeah. I do feel bad for his lawyer, but it's important to note that he probably didn't want this man to to walk away from this. He probably was just hired to keep him from getting the death penalty. Yeah. Um. So his, his lawyer's name was Rudolph Mayer, um, and he was tasked with defending this guy. Specifically, he called for the jury not to be swayed by emotions and that Joseph wasn't a monster. You know what his example was? During the holiday season, he gave them a Christmas tree. In a dungeon. In a literal Man's built a dungeon. The least he can do is decorate for Christmas. What do you mean? Yeah. And Joseph's original defense was that Elizabeth was an ill-behaved child, and he was only trying to protect her. And later he admitted, like, no, I wasn't trying to protect her. I just wanted to rape her regularly for years so that I wouldn't rape anyone else. It's such a twisted, like... (laughs) It's okay because I stayed out. Of, I wasn't a monster in society. I was just only a monster to my daughter, which is so fucked up. Which is still a crime. But it's like how many parents don't think of their children as children, or yeah. as like people in general? Like, have you seen that? That's thing? my property. It's my child. Exactly on TikTok, like on waitressing TikTok, um, hostesses will often talk about how like. It'll be like, oh, a party of two, and then they'll get there, and they'll have five kids, but they didn't include the kids as part of the number because kids aren't people. <gasps> it's bullshit. That happens so much. But um, the prosecuting attorney, meanwhile, had more than enough material to work with. Yeah. Um, her name was – I'm going to butcher her last name. Oh, wait, maybe not. Her name was Christi- Christina Burkheiser um, or Christiana. It's spelled weird. Um, 
She. This was her first case since being named head prosecutor. Yep. Um, what a first case. She made a mark on the door of the courtroom to show the jurors how ha- tall the ceilings were. <gasps> she also passed around objects from the cellar, and the smell literally made jurors flinch. Um, yeah, on the first day of testimony, jurors watched 11 hours of a video that Elizabeth had filmed as her testimony. <gasps> and the tape was re- reportedly so disturbing that eight of the jurors did not more watch more than two hours at a time. So they had um, four replacement jurors on standby. So eight of these jurors would say this is too much and they'd leave and a replacement would come on. It was so fucked up. Like, they couldn't... They were just having to cycle through. Because they couldn't sit there and listen to this. Because I, I left out some of the more gruesome details of what he actually did to her. Like, yeah. how violent his rapes and assaults were. He would often have her reenact, like, really, really terrible, like, pornographic scenes. Like, he was torturing her, not mm-hmm. just... And did she did she make this video while she was in the cellar? No, no, no. Okay. Um, it was she just, just her. She couldn't disc- be in the courtroom when she she didn't want to be in the same room. As oh, because she couldn't see the dad. Okay, um, so it was just her talking. Yeah. Um. So Elizabeth testified, and also um one of her older brothers testified against his father, um to add more to like he abused all of his kids. Yeah. Was kind of the angle that they went for, like. He abused all of us. He beat all of us. He's a terrible person. He never loved his children. And look at what he did to Elizabeth was kind of the vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Elizabeth's children did not testify, which. I mean, that would have been so scary to throw them in. It's kind of for like the the children's sake. Even if they were 19, 18, they weren't. Yeah. Like mentally, they, no. they. For the first thing you do out of a cellar to be thrown into a courtroom. To like. And they were also fight the monster in psychiatric hospitals. Uh, yeah, like that's they, what I guessed is they went yeah, to get some help. They did not testify, but neither did Rosemary. <gasps> that was a little much for me because you know she knew something was going on. She also was abused by him. Yeah, and could have sat on the stand and testified against him and got him put in jail. Anyway. On March 18th, 2009, it was the second day of the criminal trial, Elizabeth attended. She wore a wig, though, but she attended the trial. Um, Joseph recognized her, (gasps) and from that point on, he was incredibly pale, and he broke down. So when he, um, originally, he, I should have written this down, um, he pled guilty for all of the charges except for slavery and murder? I'm so sorry. I have to look it up so that I know I'm telling you the right thing. Um, But they, they tried to get him on the murder of the baby. That's what I have to say, Michael. On uh, the, the baby Michael. Um, and he was like, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> After terrible, you know. Yeah. Terrible person. Where is that? I just want to read you the... The charges. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Okay. He, um... He pled guilty to all charges with the exception of murder, grievous assault by threatening 
to gas, like grievous assault and um, slavery. And he was charged with, where the fuck is it? I'm gonna cry. <laughs> he was charged with rape, incest, kidnapping, false imprisonment, slavery, and grievous assault. So not the murder. And murder. Well, originally. that Yeah. And then he said, no, no, no. Not slavery, grievous assault, or murder. Okay. I didn't do any of those things. Okay. Um, after seeing Elizabeth in the courtroom, um, he came back the next day and pled to guilty on all charges. Oh, wow. Yeah. He saw her, and it fucked with his head to the point where he came back. Then He broke down in the courtroom, and then the next day he um, pled guilty to everything. Um, at this point, he is 73 years old. Okay. And he is sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. And, uh, he said he would accept his sentence and not appeal. I'm so sorry, but, um, I think that's bullshit that you're given the possibility of parole yeah, after I was 15 say, years. You kept her locked for 25. Yeah, you should be locked up for at least that. At all of it. At least that. All of it. Um, you so shouldn't be allowed out. He's eligible for parole in 2024. <gasps> yeah. And at that point, he'll be 89 years old because he is still alive in jail. Wow. Um, so we're not going to end this on like a negative note because I didn't want to. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Elizabeth and her recovery. Okay. Um, so he, Joseph Fritzl is in jail. He will be in jail at least until 2024. He's given the possibility of parole. Also, I think it's a, another high note to end on. Um, he's gotten the fuck beat out of him by Good. his fellow prisoners. Good for those guys. Love them. Um, he It got to the point where he changed his name because prisoners were making fake dating profiles for him. Like, he, they were really just fucking with this man. Like <laughs> Bully him. <laughs> bully him. Um, he changed his name. Um, to like Joseph, I tell it at the end. It's like a, he just changed his last name. Um, so Elizabeth and her children um, were all put into a psychiatric hospital. They actually had like a villa on hospital grounds, so they lived in their own little area. They like a, a home together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and they were all given intense treatments. Um, after the release from the dungeon, Elizabeth did become like crazy compulsive about cleaning and showering like several times a day but like if that if that's what you need do what you need like holy fuck i could totally understand yeah. that too like finally having the feeling of being clean because mm -hmm. um, yes i have to remember that the cellar was like wet and moldy that's what i was about to so say it did have a shower there was which was also moldy i bet which is, yeah yeah um I could, yeah, to, to become, like, I oh, I never want to be dirty like that again. Exactly. I understand, like, And also oh the, the assault. Yeah, no, like, you want to cleanse yourself from a lot. Right. And it kind of manifests um, in, I need showers. The head of the clinic did say that everyone was in, like, good-ish health. Um, That's good. So they were able to, like. Recover. Yeah. Um, they did have a lot of therapy, specifically the three underground children had to have a lot of help adjusting to the feeling of natural light. <gasps> and they also needed treatment to cope with all of the extra space they had to move. <gasps> they had to give be given therapy because they had so much free. Because also it's um, one of the children was like 5'8 or 5'9. But we always had to crouch. And he had to crouch. Like... I, I believe it was Stefan. I think I say it later, but um, the they had to adjust because they they got to stand up straight 
for the first time. Wow. Yeah. Um, Kirsten. Little, like little stuff you, you take for granted. You would never think Literally. Of, he's had to crouch for. His whole life. Well, I mean, he was a baby at one point. Well, so, like he wasn't crouching as a baby. But he was the second oldest. He I grew believe. up to like have mm-hmm. to, to, to be too big for his surroundings. Yeah. Um, well. Kirsten was woken from her coma. And she did make a full recovery. Yay. Um, I was going to be so sad. She did need a shit ton of therapy, though. Oh, I'm sure. Because apparently while in captivity, uh, she would tear out, like, clumps of her hair. And she'd also shred clothes. Um, it was Stefan who was, he was 5'8", and he had to stoop in the cellar. Um, also, specifically Kirsten and Stefan, I'm, I'm 90% sure that Stefan was the second oldest. Okay. Um dimming lights and closing doors sent specifically those two into major panic attacks <gasps> um other kids had the ones that were raised above ground also had to be given intense amounts of therapy for anger issues and like they were really resentful of the man that raised them and all this stuff you had to find that out that it was all yeah um and they had therapy like as a family to reunite the upstairs and downstairs children Oh, yeah. And to, like, get them to realize, like, accept and realize that they were siblings kind of thing. Um, Elizabeth did try to rebuild a relationship with her mom. However, her anger would boil over every time she questioned her. Like, every time she was like, so you did think I was just missing for 24 years? Like, oh my you God. never suspected anything. Like, he'd be gone for hours at a time, and you never wondered, like, why he was spending so much time in the fucking cellar, like, that kind of stuff. Um, there was one point where her mom came to visit her on the hospital grounds, and she threw her out of the villa. Um, Good for her, though. Yeah. Honestly. So, um, the children also had to be given, like, the upstairs children specifically had to be given therapy to, like, recognize Elizabeth as their mom because they weren't raised to believe. Like, they were raised knowing who Grandma and Grandpa were. Yeah. But being raised by them and, like, you know, parent like, that's not uncommon for grandparents to raise children. Mm-hmm. So, um, each of them, Elizabeth and her children, were given the op like they were, they were presented with the opportunity and they took it um, to be given new names, and they were moved to a secure location, okay, uh, unknown to the public, which good for them. Um, there are security personnel and CCTV cameras guarding her home at all times. Um, local villagers will also call the police if they see any, like, sightseers or tourists um, lurking or trying to see her and to the kids. To lurk on someone like that. There oh, was, my God. There was a story. It made my blood boil. But there was a story of a tourist breaking into her uh, – not a tourist, a journalist breaking into her home on the villa to try and talk to her. Leave her you alone. Are, I – you are a terrible person. If that is what you do, like you you're want just a doing it, to, you're story. torturing someone to get a story, especially while they were in recovery. Ex- oh my god! Fuck that person. Anyway, but the local village will call the police if they ever see yes. anybody. Yes, I um, I like the local village. They have a full time caretaker. Also, like her, Elizabeth and the children have a full time caretaker um, to help them like because in home therapy. Mm-hmm. Like children, so they're still prone to panic attacks and to be like some of them will fall like catatonic. So that um, Elizabeth has worked towards getting her driver's license, and she enjoys shopping. <gasps> Good um, for Elizabeth is a queen. Mm-hmm. All of the children have had psychological therapy and schooling. Um, one of them does have some sort of disability to do with his motor skills, but they're getting help and yada, yada, yada. 
All of the children identify each other as siblings now and identify Elizabeth as their mom. Um, Elizabeth also says now that she understands that her mom was a victor, a victim of Joseph too. Um, her mom lives in a small apartment in Austria and sells homemade bags. Um, Elizabeth does let the upstairs children visit her mother. Oh, because it was there who raised mm-hmm. them. Um, but other than that, from what I understand, the downstairs children don't because they don't have any attachment to Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth lets the, the upstairs children go because there is an attachment there. Um, Elizabeth, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix have all learned how to swim. <gasps> um, the children even got to go to a four-day summer camp hosted by firefighters, which was cool. Um, they've developed normal sibling relationships. Um and one of Elizabeth's bodyguards has reportedly become, like, a big brother character to the children. Aww. Um, and his name is Thomas. Um, Good for that bodyguard. Also, the in the house, from what I understand, there's no doors. Like, they took all the doors off the hinges was another part of what they did. Um, so, Elizabeth and her mom have begun rebuilding a relationship. It's just slow. Yeah, I could understand that. Um, a lot of... The mom was also a victim of the abuse, mm-hmm. and, like, you can there's some resentment in yeah. parts, but you also kind of were under the same and tree. And her children are attached to her. Like, yeah. You, there I, has to be I something. understand the struggle, and I also understand the, the wanting to. Yeah. Like, I, I see where. It's a give and take. Why it's a, why it's going to take a while, but. Um, her father did write her a bunch of letters. Gross. Stay away. Um, he, you want to know what he was asking for? This gets me. He was asking her for money so he could study law to defend himself in court. For what he did to her? I don't know. Mans also has severe dementia. Like, oh, he's like losing his fucking mind. Um, and he divorced Rosemary in uh, 2012 because she never visited him in jail. Yeah, because she shouldn't. Because she shouldn't. No one should. Um. And he changed his name in 2017 to Joseph Marinoff. Um, and this is because his fellow prisoners were tormenting him. Which As they should. That Those guys. <laughs> you're doing God's work. <laughs> Make this man's life intolerable. <laughs> like, um, Mark Perry, a British journalist, interviewed him in his cell. Um, and he shows... He does have dementia. Mm-hmm. But he showed no remorse for his crimes. Um, he recalls that he kept, like, Perry, meaning the journalist, um, recalls that Joseph kept saying, look in the cellars of other people. You might find other families and girls down there. Like, implying that this was a normal thing and that he wasn't the only one who did this. Which, no, sir. No, you're just batshit. Um, in April of 2019, it was reported that his health was declining and he did not want to live anymore. Which I think is the happiest note to end on this. Yeah. Call me a bitch, mm-hmm. but um, you should not deserve to want to live. Like, I hope you live with major depression for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. Guilt. Guilt. I hope, I hope. I hope what you did haunts you. I hope it's Because haunting. you did it. I hope And you that have it, to live with the fact that you did that. This case makes me so angry. Yeah, but, no, I'm. Yeah. To think of, like, trying to wrap my head around some of that mm-hmm. is... 25 years as you're put in there as an 18 year old Mm -hmm. so if i'm 19 so like if i was put in a a, for the next 25 years of my life you were younger than elizabeth's oldest daughter yeah 
that's what that's what I'm saying. If my that too, like if I was Kirsten, yeah. I would have just gotten out. Yeah. Like around the because I'm 19 and she was 19. Yeah. So I would have just been shown the real world. Yeah. Oh my god. It's insane. You have to like think about the time it. Ugh. Um. To be brought up in a hole. In a hole. Mm-hmm. The 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 thing that reminded me, I mentioned the TikTok. Um, the movie that came out earlier this year is called The Girl in the Basement. And the scene I saw was, um, it was this girl, the actress was like, she had like a cardigan on and she had like wrapped it around her middle and was like just walking down the hallway. And she looked over her shoulder and you could see a man walking behind her, but he was like a, a distance away. And you saw her look at the security guard. And there was a security guard standing next to a nurse and they're talking and it's so tense. As you can tell, she's trying to get away from this man and trying to get to the security guard in time. And the the man who presumably plays the man inspired by Joseph is like pushing his way, like weaving in and out of nurses and stuff to try and get to her. And um, the last split second, she starts running and the nurse like wraps her up and the security guard gets the man. Gets the man. And I watched that and I was like, why does that feel familiar? Because it happens in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen the movie, but presumably it would be because her child was... She's trying to, it's trying to get into the room alone so yeah. she can answer the questions um, without Joseph there. Or something of that nature. But it's it's very tense and it, it was a lot. Um, this case also loosely inspired the room. I don't know oh. if you've seen that. Um, the the woman who was kidnapped and had to raise her son in mm-hmm. captivity. Also, I just want to note, all of these movies that are inspired by this case all involve a woman being locked up and having a single child. She had seven. Yeah. Like, if you see that movie, like, something like The Room, and see how traumatized they are, now imagine that plus more, ch- more kids in such a small space. No. Yeah, three were down there with her. Three were down there with her. To raise three kids alone in a hole. Oh, do you want to see the dungeon? Yes, I do want to see the layout. Also, Joseph Fritzl looks like a movie villain. Like, the way this man looks is just uncomfortable. Let's... I... That's Joseph. He looks like a villain. He's a terrible person. His eyebrows literally look like they were drawn by a Disney animator. And then, let's, wait, let me, sh- bitch. Oh, it's my keyboard's off. <laughs> I was just, I was getting so mad. And you can flip through. Uh, yeah, I it's so sh- so low. The ceilings like, are barely taller the, than us. Yeah, no. To hear the number is one thing, but the pictures of it mm-hmm. is so gross. Everything about it is gross. Ugh. <laughs> are you okay? I like hate that it looks kind of like he tried to make it homey. Yeah, but it's just creepy. No, literally. Oh, that tiny hallway is bad. Like, he painted some of the walls. It was also 
alluded to that towards the end, like, as he started going a little crazier, he was, like, trying to make it more homey. Like, he would also come down there sometimes and, like, have dinner with them. Awful. Awful. Like, it was a... It was like he was trying to pretend that this was normal. And that what gets me is, like, sometimes he'd do shit like that where it's like, oh, we're having dinner as a family. I'm going to bring you a Christmas tree and a TV and we'll watch movies together and yada, yada, yada. And then turn he around and say I was built to rape my daughter. I remember that from when I, the workshop down there you're talking mm-hmm. about, that it, it they just thought he was working in the workshop. Yeah. And the, the work, there was a workshop downstairs. That he loved to make stuff in. Mm-hmm. So his wife really just thought he was just down in the workshop all the yeah. time. Like his man cave. There was a workshop, and when you could, just to paint a picture for the audience, the workshop was its own room, and then there was another door, There's which led to the There's living in the house now. Yeah. The basement was filled in. Good. Um, so they filled the dungeon in with concrete and did sell the house and a bunch of the neighbors were like really upset that they just didn't bulldoze it yeah um because you should have just bulldozed it Mm-hmm. but there was also um i didn't research this but i remember watching the documentary in whatever year it was mm-hmm. they talked about how at certain points uh, Rosemary and Joseph like rented out rooms in their house, and that there were testimonies <gasps> from of hearing people. Of I people remember hearing, that. Yeah, of people hearing like noises that couldn't be explained. Right. And just and Joseph blamed. would reportedly get really mad about it if anybody asked him. I remember that that they rent, rented out some of the rooms. Oh my gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? Isn't it disgusting? The pictures make it so much worse. Oh, yeah. We'll post these pictures in our Discord if we remember. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the story, the case of the Fritzel case. It's disgusting in every feasible way. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those things. We've said about a bunch of the cases we've talked about. It's like, how does the how do you even come up with that? You have to be so twisted. Mm-hmm. And that's outside. Like, even people writing horror movies wouldn't no. come up with that. And the... Because um, everything that has been like it was based on it. Like, it came after it. Yeah. That's not something someone thinks up. And, like, the... What I mentioned earlier, like, the triggers I usually warn is, like, heavy torture, rape, or children. Mm-hmm. All of the above, baby. Yeah. That Literally. One's, that one's a heavy... Yeah. That's... It's one of those ones that just... The more you think about it, the more it's just, like, holy cow, dude. Yeah. It's majorly fucked up. Oh, yeah. I've had to live with the knowledge of this case for most of my life. Oh, no. Now, you and the rest of the audience will also have to live with the knowledge that this did happen. This man is still alive and mm-hmm. did that. And did that. I hope he dies. I, I That sounded so fucked up, but, like, I genuinely hope he dies before 2024. Yeah, so that he, he gets close get to it. Because um, he is still out alive now. Y- yes, he is declining mental health and severe dementia, and is getting fucking roundhoused by his <laughs> prison fucking inmates. Like, good. But I don't I don't want the possibility of parole. It's, it, it, yeah. That makes me ill. How can you lock up and torture someone for 25 years and only have to serve 15? Yeah, it's so fucked up. He should at least have to serve the same amount of time he put her in. At yeah. least. The bare minimum. Yeah. But yeah. 
I think it's a chance of parole. So the parole officer could just be like, no. No. <laughs> I really I need to look into more like what goes into parole. What can you pull in? Can you say I think your sentence wasn't long enough as a parole officer? Or you can't put yourself into it like that. No. You can't put your own opinions. I'm sure. So I want to know what criteria goes into a parole hearing. I wonder if they would also think like putting him into the public would also be a danger to his safety. Yeah. Like, you think this man is not going to get murked on sight? Yeah. No. Keep him locked up. Keep him locked up. Yeah. Austrian parole officer, if you're listening to this podcast. Find a way. Keep him locked up. Mr. Austrian parole officer that will be in charge of this case. You don't know it yet, but you will be mm-hmm. in 2024. And that's also just, like, a little too close for me. Uh, yeah, I don't like that it's about to happen. Yeah. That is, that's one of those things is like, I, the death penalty, like he wasn't put to death. Yeah. But this, I I wouldn't have gotten mad if he was. Yeah, I would understand the ruling. I don't agree with the death penalty, but if if he had been sentenced to death, I wouldn't have like fought it. Yeah. You know? It's one of those things is like, yeah, I see why they put people to death. Like the people they have put to death, I, I, I like. Sometimes I don't understand the ruling, but major serial killers or mass murderers. Yeah. I can see, like, you took these many lives. Like, why why should we respect yours if you right. couldn't respect these people's? But it, it's so, it's just the inhumane, it, the cruelty of it. It also would have felt too easy for me. Like, uh, if they had said, okay, you did this, um, we're just going to kill you. Cool. Your victims still have to live with that. Why? And why did they not have to live with the guilt? Right, like and being I, locked away. I want you to feel repercussions for your actions. I want you to have to sit in a cell and know that everything. This is what you're doing for the rest of your life because what you did. That, but also like I don't, I don't know. But the the idea of these people having to sit in a cell and know every day the reason I am here is a result of my own actions. I am and here, I will not leave. I am here because I did something terrible, and I'm never going to get out. It's twisted, but it's probably because they they couldn't be used as labor or anything. They'd have to be always locked up. Yeah, that that kind of severe crime. So they're they're it's like they're not of use to the prison, and that's which is bullshit. That goes back into the prison labor stuff. Yeah, this is also a prison in Austria too. Yeah, so. Not, not the U.S. system. Not the U.S. system, but I can't imagine there's as much better, you know. Yeah, it seems like prisons all over need a, a relook. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to come in. Us with our prison architect knowledge. Oh, my God. Don't start me talking about prison architect because I will talk about it. <laughs> no, that was last episode, so I'm just recalling. I will talk about prison architect. Let's not do that again. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's not it. last episode. It's episode 16. This is 18. We oh. just recorded out of order. Ugh. <laughs> I hate us. But yeah. Do you need an intermission? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and intermission. Boop. And we're back. We I wanna do that without yelling. And we're back. You yelled again. And we're back. It still hit the top. And we're back. Okay, it's just going to be overmodulated. It <laughs> looks the same for all of them. And we're back. 
There we go, a baby Take one. Her back. I'm gonna leave all of them in <laughs> okay. now that I'm thinking about Just it. Just so they know that we're back. We're back. We're back. From the two second break on their end. Yeah, two seconds for you, for us. It was a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> We're new people now. We've been reincarnated. We have had an experience. No. Now there's just, like, people in the studio. It's weird. Yeah. I hear, like, background noise. Yeah. Ah. Can they hear background noise? That'd be so fun. They'll I think it's it. ghost. I don't think it's a ghost. It's sad that we don't have Adam to, like, make ghost noises. Because he would, like, yell and you'd be able to faintly pick him up in the background. Or, like, hit the window. <laughs> He hit the window. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What have you got? Um. Oh, maybe I should. We, we've talked about it, but we haven't said it on here. I did stuff out of order. Oh, yeah. I did two ghosts in a row on accident because we were filming out of order. Mm-hmm. And my I am dumb and forgot to number yeah. my stuff. So I just did the next thing on my doc list. And so I did uh, the Waverly, Hi- the Waverly yeah. Hills Sanatorium and then Abe Lincoln in the episode mm-hmm. right after that. So that was two ghost stories in a row, so now I have two conspiracy theories in a row. They also don't know yet that... Well, at the time that this comes out, they will know that your episode 17 was the Bermuda Triangle. So they'll know it was a conspiracy. Never mind. I was, That's what I'm saying. In my yeah. brain, I was like, you're... Because this is yeah. 18. Because this is 18. So yeah, you did 15 and 16. Nope. You did... 14 and 15 were ghosts, and now 17 and 18 will both be conspiracy theories. Yes, to get back on so we don't overlap. Because if I kept doing what I accidentally made my... I don't know how. It was just because we did out of order, and I forgot to check my... What number was what. Yeah. So I'm fixing that. That's... If you've noticed, that's why there's stuff in a row. I just wanted to to say that before we got called out. Like, you did it wrong. It's like, no, we know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) I'm dumb. (laughs) We get it. But yeah, so I have another conspiracy theory-ish today. Other. Other. Something. It's called, do you know what Skinwalker Ranch is? I'm really glad I changed my fucking topic. Was it Skinwalker Ranch? Dude. That's so funny. For, I got this fucking close. Because my other category for episode 20 the other one we're recording tonight, I was going to do Skinwalkers, and then as I was looking it up, I was like, ooh, that's the Skinwalker Ranch, and I didn't click the video, because I was like, it's yes. an hour long, and I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh, I got away but with I'm it. I'm so excited. Wait, I wanted to know what it was. I just didn't want to watch it. Okay, so. so tell me. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Well, I go I go into what a Skinwalker is first, because oh, okay, the, the namesake of it, but. Uh, I'm skin- really glad I changed my topic. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would have been so sad. I would have been doing it. Tonight. For episode 20. We would have had to, like, cancel. <laughs> no, I would have had to redo it in between the hours. Yeah. Yo. <sighs> we keep getting really close. Yeah, these last few episodes, we talk about it every time, and it's probably getting old to everyone listening, but it's the scariest thing I've ever dealt with. No, after this, I'm going to set up that episode guide. I'm going to set up so our someone can check for so us. So we can make sure this never happens. We hire someone off Discord. <laughs> Bet. Put your applications in Discord <laughs> along with your prison architect screenshots and Minecraft usernames. <laughs> Social security numbers too. Bank account Just information. Oh, any so number excited. you have. I okay. genuinely wanted to know what this was. Yeah. It, okay. So to, to say it, there is a lot of just... There's so many stories on it mm-hmm. and uh, surrounding it, and it's kind of all over the place, so I couldn't pull from everything just yeah. because it's, it's a lot. Uh, but it's an 
old ranch. It's no longer operating, and it's in Ballard, Utah. It's also known as Sherman's Ranch okay. is another name for it. So if you see that around or if you know what that is, it's the same thing. Uh, the first thing I want to do is discuss what a skinwalker actually is because it's it's um, Native American folklore. Mm -hmm. So I feel it the, the, the ranch kind of plays on it but doesn't give it – it's not the same. So I feel like it's only fair to, to shine some light on what a skinwalker actually is. Mm -hmm. It is you just did the research on it, <laughs> so well, you know. I opened it and then was like, "There's not enough on this." Yeah, I, I mashed them together. That's yeah. pretty much what I did. But it's a myth that or originates from Navajo culture, um, and other cult like other tribes in the area had similar stories. But the, the name skinwalker mm -hmm. and the idea kind of starts with them. At least that's what I found. Correct me if I'm wrong, people of the internet. Um, people of the internet. <laughs> but, uh, and to protect their culture, the Navajo people have guarded a lot of the information about certain myths or beliefs, and the skinwalkers are part of that. Some stuff is known, especially because other tribes share similar stories. Some stuff is kind of concurrent, and we do know, like, the basic premise of what it is in Navajo culture, but the little details are kind of protected mm -hmm. by the by their people um so there it's a witch is pretty much what it is that can change into or possess animals it's either or mm -hmm. um so they can do both or one or the other anything a witch having to do with the, like the controlling or turning into or disguising themselves of as an animal okay all a witches in navajo culture from what i understand from my research is is not a good thing to be a witch <laughs> a witch is always referring to someone using magic in a bad way, a frowned upon way, not <laughs> not good magic. Right. Like, a witch is always, this is a bad guy, okay. from what I understand. Cool. And skinwalkers are just, like, a sect of this, a category. So fucking cool. Um, they, and, like, healers that used magic were never referred to as witches, but as medicine men okay, or women. Cool. So, like, it was, it's very much... Witchy magic doesn't magic. yeah uh, magic doesn't make you a witch it mm -hmm. makes you just someone who uses magic if it's bad magic or magic that's not allowed to do by the tribe like if you start going into that the dark magic like mm -hmm. you said you are a witch cool and if you use animals in that you are a skinwalker okay okay um categories yeah so they they there was others they were all in like the navajo language so I'm not even going to try <laughs> to oh, say yeah, it. But gotcha. there's uh, there's other categories. And there is a word for skinwalker. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want to butcher that word so right. bad. But you can look it up. It, there's a the in the language. Mm -hmm. It's another word. But they had a lot of categories. So it's just, it's like, yeah, a school of magic. Um, a school of magic. Imagine yeah. your, your Harry Potter house. You're sorted into skinwalker. Skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, so that's kind of all we, we really know mm -hmm. it, is it comes down to that's why it's been pulled so many ways in media. And also other tribes have similar stories, but they mean different things to different people. So hearing it, it, it can be taken in many ways and media mm -hmm. has, but the original myth kind of stems from this. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the secrets of it are guarded gotcha. by the Navajo people um, f to protect their, their culture and religion. Uh, Which pop off? No, the, the guy said it. He was like, "If 
he even like named jk rowling he was like if jk rowling would have written this into her story of witches it would open up a lot of questions to our tribe about our beliefs and if our beliefs made sense and that we don't want that yeah we don't want our culture attacked because of like how it was portrayed in media right our culture matters to us and we need to keep that and even to now us. like skinwalkers are in media yeah it's like they gave us a, a sliver and we take a you know like, yeah it's awful awful you turn it into so much and then it kind of people think that's what the the tribe believes when it's mm-hmm. not and so it, it, it opens the door to a lot of misunderstandings and stuff like that so but that's kind of what we know from the the navajo myth specifically um so back to the ranch skinwalker ranch is up on a plot of land approximately 512 acres big so it's a decent <laughs> decent plot of 512 land. acres yeah Fuck. it's a ranch so it's it's on some land yeah uh and most of it is just land every time somebody's thinking about a ranch do you remember the kim possible movie where they went to a ranch and there were cowboys yeah <laughs> i do remember that like remember the cowboys <laughs> fucking what's his name draken <laughs> was dressed as a cowboy. I Can we watch the, the Kim Possible movie in our Discord? Yes. Okay. I will, at least. <laughs> It'll just be us. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the, the other guys will pop in, like, twice and be like, what the fuck are they why doing? Is, why is anyone on Why here? are they live streaming the Kim Possible cowboy movie? <laughs> That's the name of this pop. That's the name of this episode is Kim Possible cowboy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Will I get copyright striked for that? I don't know. I don't think so. To say Kim Possible? I don't Because that so. is the title of the show, though. Kim Possible. Tell me more about the Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> it was built in 1905, and it was in uh, originally owned by, uh, I'm going to butcher a name, Monk Savano. Okay. Uh, I think is how you say it. Chavano, Savano. Um, it And it goes through a bunch of different owners over the years. Uh, nothing really substantial, so I didn't write all the names down. Um, but uh, uh, eventually in 1994, it is sold to Terry and Gwen Sherman. Okay. And if you remember, Sherman Ranch was another name for right. this ranch. Have a feeling um, they're important. <laughs> the Shermans only live here for about 18 months, but the ranch gets the namesake from them. So oh. a lot of stuff happens <laughs> in these 18 Imagine months. Being the Shermans. <laughs> <laughs> we lived here for a like a less than a less than two years and now it's named yeah. after us so in 1996 the sherman sell the ranch 18 18 months later i almost said years it was 18 months later 90, wait 1996 or 86 what'd you say i didn't hear the year yeah uh, it's it, they bought it in 1994 and they get they sell it in 1996 cool. i cool, might cool, have cool, said cool. 86 but it's 96 um so I just to keep eight, the timeline in my head. Yeah, 18 months later about they they sell the ranch and they're interviewed interviewed by two papers. One is Desert News and okay. then the other is the Las Vegas Mercury. So pop off just in the area. And these articles are the first time the public hears like about what was going on and mm-hmm. why they sold it so quickly. Um just to note though, this area is in something called the Unita or Unita basin area so it's like it's low there's mesas on the like around them it's in uh just that's what the area is called um and they a lot of this area kind of at this time goes into conspiracy frenzy in the 70s um so 
starting a little bit before this time and kind of rising with the fame of it a lot of people in the area are big into i didn't even remember like uh area 51's kind of close so a lot of like people in the area start to to investigate the supernatural and like conspiracies and okay. aliens and stuff it's a big it's bigger right now than like normally is, would be this is in utah utah yes okay cool um i was gonna say is this like uh so what else is oh mormons <laughs> <laughs> the mormons are there too i was like what else is in utah like utah this whole thing was else. the mormons doing it <laughs> <laughs> hello my name is elder um so in there in their short time at the ranch it's like what actually happened why'd you sell it so quickly mm-hmm. and they they tell these newspapers what they what they kind of release is first of all they find strange shapes being made out of their crops aka they find crop, crop circles, circles. <laughs> aliens are you about to show me this shit is aliens? i'm about to tell you this is aliens Fuck. <laughs> um uh so they're finding crop circles so (laughs) on their little ranch and it's not little and they also start finding this one's pretty scary though surgical mutilation of cattle happening repeatedly they can't find anyone doing it they they call the police they can find no trace of what's happening but their their cattle is being like expertly mutilated oh what the fuck yeah so it's also costing them a lot of money oh yeah to get more cattle so another good reason to leave because that's spooky. Even if it's not aliens. No, like... Something's happening to your cattle. Just leave. Just leave. At what point does it happen to you? Yeah, when dun, you dun, get dun, surgically, surgically mutilated, mutilated by a serial killer who's practicing field. on cows. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not aliens. That one is just scary. Yeah. Um, they also claimed to see UFOs. Oh, great. So, uh, uh, these range from strange floating lights to full-fledged ships and shapes in the oh, air God. being seen over the property. Um, so some of it was just like lights starting off into the woods. You can't really tell what it is. Mm-hmm. Lights in the distance, the weird lights in the sky and the stars, like moving stars yeah. and stuff. And then there's also reports of like seeing a shape disappear uh, in the distance. And like you can't, it's dark, so you can't yeah. really make it out. But, um, definitely a UFO though. Um, one night in particular though, like really stands out and is kind of really what is like the last straw freaks them out enough that they're like we're this out we're you we're can done kill the cows <laughs> you can you kill can the cows you can kill circles. our crops and make strange shapes in them but this and i mean like it's pretty spooky oh, okay. if what so they say is if what they say is true because this is all alleged they were the only ones there the family mm-hmm. uh it is a family of four it's not just the two okay. adults they have two children um but <laughs> They see this creature one night mm. on the edge of the woods, kind of coming closer. Mm. Um, and this is a wolf-like creature. <gasps> but as they, they look at it, they realize that this creature is almost three times the size of a normal wolf. Um, Not a wolf. The sh- uh, Sherman uh, runs and gets... Oh, that's why it's called Skinwalker. Yeah. They run to get the rifle. Oh, shit. Um, and he shoots at the creature, but it's unfazed by the bullets. Oh. It doesn't even look like it gets hurt. It, like, they can't tell because it's kind of far off, but it, it might even be going through it. Like, it's it's something's wrong with this creature. I it's, hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it eventually just runs off into the woods. It oh. doesn't get close to attack them, but they they don't 
they can't find it they don't know where it went they can't see where it went it doesn't come back but they're like i'm not waiting for that to yeah. come back and be angry this time because i shot it and it's <laughs> apparently shot it. it's apparently invincible to bullets but <laughs> i can't um so could you imagine the horror that comes with like shooting something and it is unfazed and it just doesn't where do you go from that you know what that reminds me of you ever seen a fucking moose yeah get shot like they just don't it doesn't it doesn't work it They're doesn't bulletproof. work. Bulletproof. No, literally. Like, that, is, <laughs> that must have been so fucking scary. Yeah, and so what did they see, too, if it wasn't? That's why it's called Skinwalker's Ranch, though. They, that the thing is that this, they don't know what this creature is, and they believe it's not animal. They believe okay. it's a creature, maybe not even a human turning animal, but, like, a, Something's a, pretending a creature that. pretending to be an animal, or just this animal looks like a wolf but isn't a wolf. It reminds me of the, the not a deer. Yes. Have we talked about the not a deer on here? I believe so. I think so. Where it's like a deer that is just not a deer. You can tell something's off, but it looks like a deer. Like sometimes they have sharp teeth. Sometimes. Like extra limbs. Sometimes it's it's just their vibe. Like no, the way they're like walking, the they look exactly like a deer. It looks but like something pretending to be a deer. Or their legs bend a little, like it's just hyper extension, like what yeah. I can do with my arm. But like the deer can do it. <laughs> I like how you demonstrated. Yeah, I for everyone, everyone listening, you can. She's I'm, double jointed. I the, the the extended. It's like she has a reverse elbow. Yeah, that, but on deers and scary. Yeah, not maybe I'm not scary. a deer. You're not a deer. I'm not a deer. <laughs> like I can tell you that, but maybe I'm not. I'm a not a. Okay, I'm done with the joke. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> I was gonna do an episode on on the not a deer, and there just like wasn't enough content. On I know they're just account. scary. They're just scary. Like that'd be a good topic for a garbage disposal episode. I know we haven't done one. I started like throwing some. No, into literally, my pile. I started like there's. I have stuff that's just not enough to talk about. I'm like, yeah, not to give enough. a whole not a deer. <laughs> not a, it's not a deer. <laughs> they're the not a deer episodes. Okay, uh, but yeah, not a deer episodes. <laughs> that's kind of funny. They this. Is like I said, the last straw for the. They're not waiting around for any more cow mutilations, or I hated that it, they said it was repeated. I'd be out on the first cow mutilation. Okay. One cow <laughs> goes down, I'm out. I'm out. My thing is, it's like expert mutilation and like, what what was the other one article? You used? One article even said bloodless. Like they they were able to do it and kill the cows in ways that they didn't just. It wasn't bleeding out. Right. They so- just. So you find these dead cows, and then you turn around, and there's a fucking wolf, but not a wolf in your... Even that, if you if you find mutilated cows, and then look over, and there's weird symbols drawn in your crops, that could be a cult. Oh, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> like, I'm out. You're out in the middle of nowhere, on this huge plot of land, with woods nearby? No, sir. My brain is like, how did a werewolf wolf figure drain a cow of blood? Yeah, or was it the same creature? Or, right, it's it's either like that. He that could have been wolf in... thing is way scarier than we think, or it's just not the same thing, which is worse. Yeah, you have gangs of creatures. No, it's a, attacking your property. This is a this is gang violence, <laughs> and it is werewolves versus aliens versus vampires on your own property. On your property. They don't even care if you shoot them. They have other stuff to deal with. It's a turf war. <laughs> and They're you're just that, in the middle of it. snapping thing from West Side Story. <laughs> West Side Story Vampires. That, That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Honestly, though, but if a wolf creature just gets up and starts <laughs> snapping at me, <laughs> I'm West dead right Story. there. <laughs> West Side Story. Um, okay, so they, they sell the property. They, they're getting out of there. And 
I don't know how to say his name, but he's kind of famous. Robert Biglow. Biglow. Biglow? Biglow. I think it's Biglow. I don't know who that is. If he's famous, um, he's not famous enough. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not like super. He's he's no. I thought you were about to say like Robert Pattinson. Yeah, no. <laughs> the president. Obama buys the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, speaking of famous, this was so random and I wasn't, I was going to bring it up right at the end. But since we're talking about famous people, I was going through articles to find sources on this because I had to pull from a lot of places yeah. just because there's every story under the sun under here. Um, and one of the articles was just like, Post Malone visited the ranch like this February. And I was, I read it and it just was talking about like, yeah, he went just because it was, he didn't see much, but like he just wanted to go. You know, the, on that <laughs> same note, we're riding this wave. You know Zach Baggins, mm-hmm. the guy, or ba- however the fuck you say his name. It's not Baggins. <laughs> it's just spelled like Baggins, and everyone says Baggins to make fun of it. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. The guy who's on Zo- Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. has a museum in Las Vegas. Yes. And it has, like, shit in it. Like, it has, like, Ed Gein's cauldron, <gasps> and, like, Ooh. it has some shit in it. And it has a Dybbuk box in it, which is a whole episode in and of itself, but it's essentially a box that holds a demon. Yeah. Post Malone went and opened it. Post Malone might be a demon. Post Malone wants to get haunted. <laughs> like, the fact that Post Malone just casually visits Skinwalker Ranch and then takes a detour to the, the fucking Ghost Adventures Museum so that he can open a box that allegedly holds a demonic entity. Wait, I didn't know he was, like, did all that. I'm about to do some research on what Where Post Malone's into. on Post Malone? Is Post Malone a ghost hunter and we just didn't know? At that point, he's our generation's Andrew Jackson. <laughs> you just don't know that he was just hunting ghosts. No, literally. I'm about to email Post Malone and be like, like, "Look, can we interview on the podcast." We're just nobody watches our podcast. Like nobody will know. Nobody will know. <laughs> we'll just like have a talk. You will just be here on our podcast, and it'll be great. Literally, so fun. But yeah, so they they sell to this guy Robert, uh, and he's really interested. After the article, he. Uh, he, like he's he describes himself as a healthy skeptic okay. and he but he he buys the place no not him he doesn't describe him he is into the paranormal i'm just mm-hmm. like i got ahead of myself this guy is into the paranormal is just kind of interested in it and he buys the the property under the name of the national institute for discovery science okay uh and he facilitates many experiments here lets other people come in and experiment here and just try to capture footage and just try to see like what's going on or what could have caused that because even like the, the, the Shermans swear that stuff happened, mm-hmm. and it could have, like, even if it's just mass delusion, like, what is happening in the area? Right. Um, even if it's just a hallucination? Yeah, ev- like, <laughs> is there something in the air we no, should know about? Mass like, hallucinations are a thing. Um, and so he even sets up 24-hour surveillance of the place to try to, like, catch proof of these, like, sighted lights and stuff. And many of the researchers supposedly saw stuff while they were doing this. Oh, like, shit. more lights were seen during this. Ships were seen during this. Just strange, like, movement in the woods was seen. But nothing substantial was caught on film. I think it's Bagans. Bagans? <laughs> well, we can call him, too, and get him on here. Zach Bagans. Bagans. It's Bagans. Sorry, I wanted to. <laughs> I was thinking about it the whole time, and I was like, I have to put this to rest, or or else I'm just gonna be not thinking about the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about Zach Bagans. 
Um, Baggins. 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 Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So, so any- people were seeing shit. Yes, but they can't get any of it on the uh, 24 hour surveillance. Wait. Or, like, movement, maybe mm-hmm. some orbs, but nothing like that is anything better than anyone else has ever caught. That. Like, it's nothing worth, like, they don't get a picture of an alien or anything. Mm-hmm. There's weird stuff on the footage, but it's just nothing that you can't find anywhere else that's supposedly alien. And surveillance cameras are also just shit. Yeah, we don't know what kind of equipment this was. Right. Um, and especially this is in what, the early 2000s? Uh, yeah, like 1990s, early yeah. 2000s-ish. So um, nothing good. <laughs> they didn't even have iPhones. <laughs> yeah. They watching early My seasons I- Supernatural. Ugh. They had flip phones, bitch. <laughs> to think about that, oh no. But yeah, so like people were seeing stuff. So more people in the area start having their own stories mm-hmm. for the ranch. And then in 2016, the ranch was bought by a nam- man named Brandon Fugel. Okay. Fugel, something like that. And he like that. he bought, this is the guy that bought the ro- ranch, quote, as a skeptic. Like, mm-hmm. wanted to see if he could find something and was still interested in he's not trying to like bulldoze it he it, he is a skeptic of yeah. what is happening here um but and also claims has never seen anything supernatural or paranormal before um just like wasn't your stereotypical i've seen ghosts and i'm hunting more or i've i've tracked aliens my whole life it's just yeah, like no. a a guy who was curious but didn't believe in it okay um he he now claims that both him and the people he worked with on the ranch saw stuff. <gasps> he but be- like he be- he knows what he saw, so kind of thing. Goes from a skeptic to a believer. Yeah, kind like he's still kind of like I don't know what I saw, but I saw something, right. and I know that these people were genuinely like they saw something enough to scare them away from the yeah. ranch. Um, the crew of many people. Oh, there was a lot of people here this night, and I didn't have a date. They didn't give a date of okay. this night, but it was one night. They're out on the ranch, just like researching, looking for stuff, filming, and they see a UFO. <gasps> but this one's like not just a light. What they saw and was this silver disc <gasps> in the air, roughly 50 feet in diameter. Oh, fuck. And one of this is one of the most famous UFO sightings because it was a crew of quite a few people, oh, shit. and they all claimed to have seen it. Um, and the disc was up on the mesa. So, like I said, they're in this area that's kind of, it's a basin. Mm-hmm. So, they're they're at the low point and the, the mesas they can look up to. And mm-hmm. it's kind of up by the top of the mesa. And for about 20 seconds, it flies in the air in strange patterns. And these patterns don't even, like, closely resemble any aviation planes or equipment that was known to date like it was doing something unexplainable by our physics kind of stuff that's what's getting me like it'd be different if it was like a plane that did an upside down loop-de-loop no no that's physics the way these people explain it is like they like and these some some of these people were like they were investigating it as like experts like that a lot everyone said like this is this is nothing that we have the capability to do um I, and so she disagrees with aerodynamics after those 20 seconds it goes further in so they can't see it because it's going over the mesa so they okay. lose sight of it um where it goes on you top can't of know. the mesa <laughs> now it's watching you <laughs> it's peeking over um just a little peek and there was also i could i only found this in one source so i don't know mm-hmm. the legit like how legit this yeah. is um 
but a part of the not the main guy but another like smaller group of the researchers during this time claimed to see a large dark creature in a tree watching them and then like they couldn't really make it out but it seemed just like a big creature in the Mm. tree and my first thought was like can the wolf climb trees oh my god i didn't (laughs) even think about the wolf climbing (laughs) (laughs) or is it this kind of like fed into the skinwalker can they is it a skinwalker like creature Mm -hmm. that can change into other animals was is there a group of them out there yo it's a pack (gasps) werewolves like (gasps) they they could they said what they could really they could kind of make out the shape of it but like not identify it as a creature but kind of see it in the trees and its eyes are what they could see Uh. um they were I, I believe sitting outside a building or looking out the window of a building. So they weren't by the woods, yeah. but they, they say eventually it turns and moves away. And yeah. they can kind of track it as it moves through the trees, but then it gets too far into the woods Hate and they kind of lose it. Um, nope, again, You can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it on the ranch, guys. <laughs> what happens on the ranch stays, stays at the, the ranch. ranch. But um, the group also had their own slew of little stories like lights this one had one where the light, like I was talking about a couple episodes ago, where the light flew, dove under the water, and came back up and mm. just flew off. Maybe he um, needed a bath. So this happens a couple, t- yeah, the ship was dirty, guys. It was uh, a car wash. They have a lot of just, uh, you get weird feelings, you, you, um, no more cows are mutilated, but just kind of like the How normal lights kind of seeing. And the, the, the. So that crew also kind of has their own stories. And there's just a lot that are so minor. Like it's yeah. a light flew over the Mesa. Um, so there's just tons of them because it was a lot of people doing a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with after all of this, they can't really get anything great on camera. It's very dark out there. Okay. Uh, the footage is just always bad. Um, even even with the thing in the sky, it's kind of like they didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just really, it sucks because so many people are like, this happened and you can't prove it. It mm-hmm. just could, they sat down at dinner one day and decided they were going to tell this lie is what, right. you, what a skeptic could put it off as. But it is. But that's not ever anything that happens. Like what large group of people is going to get together and be like, ah, yes, this is the universal lie we're going to tell to convince everyone. That aliens are that real. Aliens and then do nothing real. with it? No. No, brother. If I, they were going to lie, they were going to lie. Like, yeah. They were going to make shit up. They Someone was say, getting abducted. Yeah. Like, they were going to say an alien abducted the, me. John over here, he was abducted and we found him five probed. days later. Yeah. Which was probed. <laughs> he was dying in the woods when we found him. He didn't even know his own name. Like, right, like they're gonna take like it to the next level. They're not gonna be like a shape. So this this just keeps going on. These people are allowed to go in and research. Peop- these groups keep researching, and it, it becomes known as quote the most scientifically studied paranormal hotspot on the planet. Yo, um, it so many people have been here. Uh, it it's the area like we talked about is also pretty famous. It's the Unita or Unita Basin. Okay, it's, it's spelled different. It, like it's known by both of those names. Right. Um and. It has become known as, if you've heard of it, UFO Alley. Or it's at least part of the area known as UFO Alley. No, I didn't um, know that. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes about the area and one of the articles I read was, quote, you can't throw a rock in southern Utah without hitting somebody who's been abducted. So much in this, whether it's just people Whoa. people really like the idea of the conspiracies of the 70s mm-hmm. and it just kind of stayed with the area, but everyone in the area has seen weird lights. People have been abducted. People like 
like on this ranch, there's a lot of other areas in this basin area yeah. that have faced something alien-like and like with no explanation. <laughs> I loved that quote so much, dude. Well, someone <laughs> um, has been abducted. Yikes. Get him. So it, it's Call so so many of your like tropes of aliens come from this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, ships, weird testing has been done and like stuff you can't explain and the government won't tell us what happened <laughs> um and there's not really a because gr- why would they i can't even like online find a great explanation as to like why like there's no good skeptical reason as to uh, why there'd be this much, much weird activity. sightings in the area gotcha um nothing to explain the wolf the wolf <laughs> what what do you do with that who do you go to you can't call the police all they got is bullets <laughs> Who do you call? The FBI? Like, who <laughs> handles wolf creatures? All of this is funny. Um. So, but, like, the, the area is now, you used to kind of could just urban explore it. The area now is kind of a little bit more protected. And there isn't really a way, you can't get tours of Skinwalker Ranch or anything. I'm not sure who po- Post Malone called. But, he but got it's a, also, like, Post Malone. Yeah, you could call and be like, I'm Post Malone, I want you to give me a tour. And, and they were like, uh-huh. It, it, it's kind of reminiscent of like um, when Elton could pay people to yeah. go tour, like to so he wouldn't have to break in. Yeah, you know? I want the money to to pay to break in. Oh yeah, he went to so many like just abandoned places that aren't even like the famous abandoned places because most of the famous ones now make money off of giving tours. tours and stuff. Um, but but they did break into that. Um, Oh, the the story with the two girls. That mm-hmm. asylum isn't wasn't it pretty famous? Yeah, they've broken into like semi like yeah. t- second tier famous asylums. Um, and second, <laughs> that is how we're categorizing <laughs> it. It was it was mid tier, mid tier asylum. But yeah, there was a couple of asylums and stuff he broke into. But like abandoned lighthouses that don't sell tours. He just yeah. paid the owner. To let him, he hired someone to bring him on a boat and paid the owner, saying, "I'm going in. I'll be as safe as I can. I, this is my stand money." Elton. We uh, stand TFIL. It's so fun. I love their videos. And they're also <gasps> they're in New Orleans right now. <gasps> Why are we not in a car? <laughs> Why are we not I'm, tracking them down? Okay, all I'm saying is we know about four different places that they could be. Why aren't we there? Dude, what if they go to... What if they're breaking into Six Flags? Well, they've already done Six Flags. TFIL hasn't. TFIL, Sam and Colby Colby did. did. If they're... It is my dream to get in that Six Flags. It is my dream to meet Elton. Like, he's so cool. I think if we, like, message him... (laughs) Hey, we live in New Orleans, and we are also trying to break into Six Flags. Just let us come with you. For legal reasons, that's a joke. We don't live in New Orleans also. For legal reasons. We aren't breaking into Six Flags ever. We are joking. We, if you ever find us in there, it was an accident. We were abducted and put there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. But seriously, like, I, I, I've thought about that so much of, like, if you, because, like, um, you can walk down Bourbon Street and meet famous people on vacation. Yeah. Because it's Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. You don't just casually, you have to plan, you know? You go to Bourbon Street to go to Bourbon right, Street. to go to Bourbon Street. And, like, specifically famous YouTubers who, like, ghost hunt and stuff, who I'm obsessed with because I also want to ghost hunt, where are they going to go? Urban explorers are going to go to the Six Flags. 
It's not like you can't get into the, there's a, the there's hospital. Some, there's some pretty famous factories down there now. Yeah, famous um, factories. There's, there, Sam and Colby went to one down there and climbed the stacks, which was cool to watch. Oh Terrifying. What if that ladder was rusted oh, and yeah. you just are on it when it happens to break? There was, a, was crazy. a video where Colby fell through the floor in one building, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Sam also has fallen through the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if they're ghost hunting, where else are you, where are you going to go? Marie Laveau's grave. Yeah. There's um there's a, a haunted Myrtle's plantation. Yeah. You might even do the, the mortuary. The mortuary, which is also haunted and a haunted house. Pop off. You know your fucking Yeah, no, audience. you can you can stay in the haunted part because it's still the original building or you can do the haunted house that's in part of like the renovated area. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounded by huge graveyards. Literally. Um it was so fun to walk through. Um there's also didn't Nick Cage buy a mausoleum in new york or not new york <laughs> in new orleans i like, do not know i'm pretty sure nick cage owns a bunch of haunted buildings in new orleans and is also like when i, I bury me in this mausoleum <laughs> like nick go cage. off nick cage and also what else is in here the lollery mansion is in new orleans pirates alley is in new orleans there's some big churches that some have been abandoned big churches there's that church of dolls mm-hmm which, it's not really a church. It's, it's pretty small. Um, and then we also have, like, the Museum of Pharmaceutical Science and Research, which is also haunted. Mm-hmm. Because why, why would it not be? There's the whole place is haunted. It burned down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the whole city burned down and was rebuilt on top of the ashes. Like, <laughs> it's haunted. There are whole streets in New Orleans that are completely just haunted and taxi drivers know to avoid them yeah because they will accidentally pick up ghosts and then get cheated on their cab fare <laughs> you can't make this up that's yeah that's like real stuff that happens in there's the also city. that hospital but it's getting you, torn down yeah isn't it? which mm-hmm. one is it is it oshner i think it was not the new oshner not the new oshner but like the old oshner isn't it oshner i didn't know if it was oshner am i dumb it has a name there's a possibility that i'm just dumb <laughs> But there was a hospital that was used for um, Katrina, during Katrina. Mm-hmm. Haunted as fuck. <laughs> Getting torn down. We just have too many haunted buildings. Oh, no, all of it's haunted. There's a lot. And if you just walk through New Orleans, don't. Sam but and Colby and Elton could be in a handful of areas. Let's get in our car. <laughs> just drive around. We see some guys with some cameras. Just get out and be like, we're your biggest fans. We have a paranormal podcast. <laughs> Talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> we'll do it with you. Oh, my God. We'll be fun, I swear. I'll be ghost bait. <laughs> literally. I'll walk down the room by myself if Elton told me. No, literally. <laughs> Take the camera and go in there. Yes. And Yes, New- sir. <laughs> New Orleans is also scary because half of the haunted places are just like squatters. Like, you could just get murdered by someone, like, on heroin. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I once watched someone breaststroke in a puddle <laughs> in New Orleans. New Orleans is not where you go if you want to be safe. Like, a disclaimer. Everything is haunted because every place is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to get mugged. Yeah. No. Some places, you I just... I know friends who have gotten pickpocketed too is the other thing in new orleans oh yeah you gotta know where your stuff is and you can't carry much on you and you can't carry anything in your back pockets oh yeah oh gosh don't it'd be gone don't come to new orleans yeah just don't just don't do it <laughs> anyway back to the uh, ufos anyway, back to the ufos <laughs> sorry oh uh, no you're good um but so this area 
expect like the 70s it had like a, a thing but it's always been kind of known for its its alien obsession mm-hmm. and this even dates back way farther than you think it would so oh, like no. there's this european explorer <laughs> S- silverstein valles de escalante so think how you say name. his name uh but he kept quite a few notes in his journal about strange fireballs in the sky above their camp like stuff they had never seen before stuff they can't explain wasn't happening in other areas but in this area in the basin there was a strange firewall in the air above their camp pop and, off and maybe like maybe it's just like the same thing we see these floating lights but all they back then could explain it as was a fireball yeah like they don't know what a light bulb is it's the sun. <laughs> it's a baby sun um and even further back are the stories of the indigenous groups they had the stuff about the flying lights and then of course they had the stuff about the skinwalkers mm-hmm. so is this something that's been around since like the the like the navajo people before we were old enough before we were able to even put a name to it yeah was this stuff these flying lights in the area around from like when these tribes were here and when european explorers came here is this some like time old wolf creature no literally that just has stalked the area for as long as or just it's like (laughs) the continent has been a thing it's one of those areas that's just like to the same caliber as like the bermuda triangle like it's just a hot spot for activity because of where it is on the globe or something yeah why why do aliens love southern utah because it's at the end of the international not international intergalactic highway it's like a pit stop on the highway oh it's like a bucky's oh <gasps> <laughs> utah is just universal bucky's utah <laughs> is bucky's i that's the name of this episode <laughs> Utah is the intergalactic Bucky's. But yeah, there there's were, been so many names for this episode. It went all over the place. <laughs> all of them. But yeah, that is. And all of them could be copyrighted. <laughs> I said Kim Possible, West Side Story, and Bucky's. Can Bucky sponsor us? <gasps> Does Bucky's do sponsors? You want to hear something crazy? I've never been to a Bucky's. I just went recently for the first time, so I so I can't say much. Where? 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 There's some towards Houston. So we're getting in a car. And then there is, if you go towards Destin. So we're That's the ones I know of. Car. Um, Was that me or you? Me. I okay. forgot to turn my iPad on silent. Um, and my phone is, but my iPad is not. Um, so, yeah. That is what Skinwalker Ranch is. That was the major stories I could find and why it's called Sherman's Ranch. Mm-hmm. I know this one's kind of short, but. No. That was cool. I genuinely, like... We haven't hit aliens at all, and no. to, to for that one to be such an alien hotspot and kind of tie into UFO Alley, I was like, I feel like this one, even though it's just so many of the stories are the same mm-hmm. thing, and that's what I was having trouble with. I couldn't I couldn't tell the same story of yeah. they were in the woods, <laughs> there was a light in the sky, the light left, <laughs> they left the woods scared. <laughs> like... Fuck you. They left the woods scared. <laughs> like, that's all of the stories. But so many have been on that ranch. It was groups. That, so many researchers come here. Like we said, it's like one of the most studied, mm-hmm. scientifically studied places. And everyone left with a story kind of thing. Yeah. Like, everyone saw, if it was little or that group saw a whole 50-foot spaceship yeah. of some kind. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can confidently tell you now, because you mentioned, like, we we haven't touched on aliens. I can tell you now confidently, I will never bring you an alien story. Ever. Never? 
it's the one thing that like doesn't tickle my pickle. You're not into aliens? No. And it's because of our grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) It is because of our grandpa, whom I love and who listens to our podcast, and I love him dearly, and he's my best friend. But man's made us watch so many documentaries on aliens. Yes. We would walk into the living room and be like, Grandpa, I want to watch My Little Pony. And he'd be like, I'm what, the I'm alien like, we're watching a documentary on Area 51. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, sure. I'd stick with him and watch it. <laughs> I mean, this is cool, because too. Because I love my grandpa. No, I was here for the alien documentary. I, right. Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But. I just believe in aliens. It's not weird to me. No, they definitely are real. But the universe is infinitely expansive my they're th- real my thing with aliens is they're I, always humanoid they're which wouldn't re- be true right i don't think they're humanoid it's kind of the same way we like default to mermaids or half human when you made an excellent point that like no they probably just de-evolved from like whales or something yeah. like that like it makes sense but my thing about the aliens is i don't like that when people are like oh aliens built the pyramids because it feels like you're discrediting like the capabilities of the Egyptian people when they were just like way ahead of us when it came to like math and science. Yeah. Blueprints have been found for the pyramids and they definitely built the pyramids. Mm -hmm. Just because it's perfect doesn't mean it couldn't have been them. Yeah. I don't like that shit. It really irks me. Um, I definitely wrote an essay on why they, why aliens did build the pyramids though. pop off. No, I, I believe it was the Egyptians fully, but I was, I just was like, I liked pointing out the weird stuff. Yeah. Like, I, if we find proof of aliens and they did, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Oh, I don't I, know. I just, I, I, my, that was pretty much what my essay was like. I, I argued kind of for both was mm-hmm. pretty much what it was. And it was pretty much explained, like, I don't want to discredit anybody yeah. here. But some of this stuff is, be, we couldn't do it now. Yeah. So, like, now the aliens probably would have had to do it for us. I get it. I just also think that we've kind of de-evolved from... Because, like, because I'm of the full belief, I don't think aliens had shit to do with the pyramids. No. I think they, the Egyptian people were just way ahead of us. And, you know, lots of ancient cultures were creating things that made way more sense than things we have now. It, was, it also discredits the fact that slave labor was built to used to build a lot of these structures i was reading side note while we're talking about the fucking pyramids i was reading something literally like two days ago that was talking about why um the idea like slaves didn't build the pyramids like they were paid to build the pyramids like there's evidence there is now that people were building the pyramids willfully and that they were actually paid to do it and that um the idea that it was built by slaves was just uh perpetuated by insecure europeans Oh, really? Which is also just another idea, like, aliens are perpetual. Like, you're going to tell me that aliens built the pyramids, but not, like, the Colosseum. Yeah. Why? Because they're white? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up, it's, it's also a lot of stuff that had to do with Egypt was discredited with the Romans. Yeah. The Romans, the propaganda, we have mm-hmm. so much more records from, like, the Romans than we do yeah. from Egypt. And the Ro- Romans propagated so much, like, BS about yeah. Egypt. Because they were... They were jealous. Like. Literally. And, like, the records we do have from Egypt are immaculate. Because they were amazing at record keeping. Exactly. They took records of everything. In my fucking art class, this man rocked my world, okay? Because we were talking about Egypt. I think Egypt is so fascinating. Yes. Ancient Egypt, fascinating, brilliant. I want to go there one day. I want to I I go to Egypt so I wanna bad. I want to see the pyramids. I want to see the Sphinx. Holy shit. 
So, there was this, um, in ancient art, like with ancient pieces of art, um, one of the most common ways to date it is, like, the, the, wa the de water decay? Like, uh, how, like, rain would affect it and things like that, um, is a common way of dating art pieces. Super interesting, fascinating, whatever. This guy... Because um, there's a there's a standard. I don't remember what it's called. I'm like two years away from the way the time mm -hmm. I took this class now. But there was a name for it of um, water levels on like bigger structures too, like how the water levels were measured and when certain rivers evaporated and yada yada yada. And there's a standard. Everyone agrees on it. And he looked at the Sphinx. He's like that disagrees with what we've said. Yeah. And they realized, he, or this man proposed that the Sphinx was way fucking older than we thought it was. I remember reading this. And everybody was like, no, you're fucking batshit. We have a date for the Sphinx. And so what he did was he took, um, what's the word? Samples. Mm -hmm. And sent it out to famous archaeologists all over the world. And didn't tell them what it was said, from. And date this. And he didn't tell them what it was from. And all of them came back with the same date. And it was a thousand years older than we thought the Sphinx was. I remember reading that article. That's insane. That's insane. And so much stuff like that is we, we have this predetermined scale, mm -hmm. and we just kind of rely on it, and then it, we're kind of, like, messing up history no, in literally. almost a way. Like, we're, we're, we're overlooking some things because we just get too reliant on something. We 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 set the, the standard. Literally. It's what we made. So how we, we're just relying on the fact that we, we've been accurate this whole time? No, what if we find out that that whole thing no, is wrong? We're all then wrong. everything we know is wrong. We just figured out that there are literally blueprints for the, the pyramids. We yeah. just figured that out, like that it's, they used shadows to measure it. Yes. Cool as fuck. We just figured that out a few years ago. We're, lear we're supposed to be constantly learning. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Did you also know that, um, allegedly, a lot of the mummies that they thought were men were probably women, and yeah. that they were honored equally because uh, Egypt priestess. was way ahead of us? Um, Egypt is so fucking cool. I did see cool. some of that. I also saw, I proposed to you this, because you like, aliens didn't build the pyramids, and I agree. <laughs> it was definitely the Egyptians. They were smart and cool, but... Oh, no. <laughs> I raise you that there is a lot of, you know about all, like, the solar lining up of the, the yeah, yeah, pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the certain stars line up over the top every so many years. There's also, like, the distances or yeah. perfect distances that reflect, like, the center of the Earth and where they are. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, like, astronomical information stored with the pyramids. Which is so cool. Which is dope. So, maybe... They did it to signal the aliens, and it is the stargate where the aliens land. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it is. It just is. That's where. That's how the aliens know where to park. Fuck it's it. like our parking spaces are marked by those things that I call French fries, the yellow yeah. things. And the aliens ones are the pyramids? Yeah. Okay. Bam. <laughs> I can't. This episode's been a lot. <laughs> no, it, it went some places. I'm really glad I didn't research Skinwalker yeah, if Ranch. Yeah, it's not. A, yeah, if you were on Wikipedia and clicked it, it goes right into what happened. <laughs> like it, it does not spare you the fun details of, like, when it was built. It was like, it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> aliens. I, wow, that was fun. Interesting. 
Ding. Was that me? I think it was my iPad again. Again. Because my phone's it's off. It's fine. Okay. Well. Damn. It's always weird because we don't know what the other person's going to talk about. Yeah. So, like, the story's with each other. No, literally. We talked about Joseph Fritzl and then aliens. Yeah. But it's because, like, we don't tell each other. Yeah, so valid. it's always a weird mix of stories. But it's, like, we... Shows, like, my favorite, and that's why we drink. They know that one of them's going to have a ghost story and one of them's going to have a, a true crime. And they're going to be able to sit down every week and know Emily, because it's Emily and Christine. Emily will never, or M and Christine, M is never going to bring a true crime. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that. With us, it's all Russian roulette. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you going to sit down with? And is it what I have written for the next episode? Like, <laughs> it's all a toss-up. Did you gasp when I said Skinwalker Ranch? And I was like, well, <laughs> time to do a different story. Right, literally. Well, with the Skinwalker Ranch, I was going to do an episode on Skinwalkers for my episode 20. Because my episode 20 is an other category. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that'd be cool. Because um, it's There's just not much on but them. But there's just not much on them because it's protected. Now I know that it's protected. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome and pop off and I'm never going to get mad at that. Yeah, no. But when I was Googling it, um, there are so many things that talk about Skinwalker Ranch. And I, I was like, okay, let's, let, me, let me research it real quick. And I Googled Skinwalker Ranch. And the first resource that popped up said something about aliens. I was like, nope. <laughs> Don't care. Well, I saw the word UFO. Do not care. And I feel like I'm, like, the outlier. <laughs> I feel like if you've listened to, like, ghosts and true crime and all this stuff, you want to also talk about aliens. No. Ali- like, I don't want to talk about aliens. I, I don't. They're not. Like you said, it's not your cup of tea at all. I'm just, I'm not big on it. I think ghosts yeah. and so much and stuff is just, like, a lot more interesting. Right. Because the uh, aliens exist. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But the way we have depict them in sci-fi has given mm-hmm. us like a skewed view oh, of yeah, what sure. what would happen and how we'd contact them so it's kind of like one i i'm not they're not the biggest i'm not the biggest into aliens no. i i learned a lot reading about mm-hmm. skinwalker ranch just because like i couldn't tell you where ufo alley oh, was no. or anything like that like it i just i don't know i think they're interesting and if someone's gonna talk to me about it i'm gonna listen to it and i'm gonna find it interesting but i'm never gonna go on a wikipedia hole about aliens the same way i will about you just can't also because every story like i was saying is the same we saw weird lights yeah what were they we have no clue probably aliens but like there's not enough like they didn't see a little green dude running around (laughs) like what they saw could have been military testing and what they what that creature could have been was just like a how we were saying mooses also appear to be bulletproof because they are so like it could fuck with a moose it just could have been an abnormally large wolf they're the last piece of existing megafauna it (laughs) fucking wolf fucking moose dude they're terrifying moose are more deadly than like a pack of wolves no moose could take down a fully grown and for some reason they're angry like if a moose sees you it's gonna charge you when i lived in vermont and massachusetts and all that shit up it was like there were so many stories about you see a moose and you swerve off the fucking road because it'd be better to swerve. It'd be better for your car to swerve off the road and flip four times than it would be to hit a moose. Because no. a moose will total your car, kill you, and then walk away completely fine. <laughs> the reason they're still alive and humans haven't fucking hunted them to the point of extinction is because we can't. They will kill us. Moose 
Terrifying. Impenetrable. <laughs> the real superior species. If you see a moose, pray. <laughs> Stay very still. Play dead. Play dead. Hope that it isn't having a bad day. And they all are. And they all are. So <laughs> I would just start like saying your prayers, telling your mom you love her. Call your mom. Write a will. And let it happen. Just accept it. Just accept it. <laughs> that you're about you to are. Be of you're about to get murked by a moose. I can't. <laughs> and on that note, have a nice day. Pray you never see a moose. And good night. And good night. <laughs> Thank you. And good night.